Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about milestones and how they need to be changed. Uh, I had some people correcting my grammar <laughs> during the talk. It was a little distracting. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. You need to be here. So come hang out with us and you may be able to be able to join in on the conversation. Uh, uh, I did talk about how I thought the milestone system was good, uh, but it did need to be tweaked given more intentionality, maybe even more rhythm, more daily resets on some of the milestones. Do we really need to, you know, have strikes become worthless after only running three? You know, do we really need to only get one milestone for nightfalls or whatever? Maybe even have them resetting at just certain intervals. Like you get a powerful every five strikes, you know, after the first time, after the first three or something like that. So. Uh, and before we jump into Q&A, on the subject of the grammar, I just have grown up like it doesn't sound wrong to me for me to say milestones need changed or your tires need rotated. It doesn't sound wrong to me, but I know you're supposed to say your tires need to be rotated. So I get it. It just doesn't sound wrong to me. So maybe I'm dumb. <laughs> it's just something I grew up probably saying or hearing more than likely. I grew up in Ohio and now I live in Kentucky. So that's my excuse. So. First question from Beastick76. Do you feel we will lose everything we grinded for in D2 going in to D3? Uh, good question, and probably, they, I think to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I do think they have to reset us. Uh, maybe not completely. Maybe you can bring some stuff with you, or maybe you can bring all your stuff with you, but it quickly becomes irrelevant. In my mind... I don't understand why you would want to play a looter shooter game and bring your equipment with you. Typically, when I play a DLC or an expansion or a sequel or a continuation of a franchise where I'm chasing loot, I want new loot. I don't want to keep using the loot that I have. You know, when the Diablo expansion came out, Reaper of Souls, I wasn't like, oh man, I hope I can just keep using everything I already have. I was quick to replace it all, right? Now, I know that Destiny's in a different category. Destiny functions a little bit different as an RPG with the way that the gear can be leveled in and of itself, right? I get that. So, I'm not saying that it's a perfect parallel, but to me... Uh, to me, whenever I'm playing a game that I'm chasing the loot, the loot's the driver. And I know that can get a little contradictory. It's like, well, if the loot's the driver and you unseat and undervalue or undercut the loot that you've been chasing, then what's the point? In my mind, it's all part of the experience. If I spend six months playing and during that six month period, I'm finding new gear, new perks, new abilities on the guns, you know, things like Onslaught, things like Trench Barrel, you know, falling back in love with Trace Rifles like I am now, I mean, machine guns, if they make swords better, or rocket launchers, and while I'm doing that, I'm chasing the best versions of those guns and, you know, adding them to my loadout, those those affect my experience, right? They, they affect what it feels like to play the game and make, makes it fun, but eventually... And this might just be me. Maybe this is me being a little bit biased as, a, as, a, as someone who likes to chase loot. Eventually, I'm like, it'd be cool to use something else. You know, in Destiny 1, people would tune into my stream all the time and be like, why the frick are you using that gun or that gun? And I'm like, well, because I just like to change it up, you know, ch- have something new that I'm, I'm using. So after about six months, I'm ready, dude. I'm ready to sort of, you know, shed the skin of the old and put on something new and if that's not how you're wired, I'm just, I'm a little bit confused why you're playing a looter shooter, right? 
If you're playing a looter shooter and you're chasing the cool stuff, I understand you want the stuff to stay cool for a certain amount of time, but there has to be a limitation, right? Do you want to use Midnight Coup for 10 years? Do you want to use, you know, did you want to use Fatebringer for the entire three years that you played Destiny 1? I mean, I sure didn't. And this is the argument that typically turns into, I think, maybe somewhat of a misunderstanding of how looter shooters work because people say things like, well, you're not respecting... You're not respecting the time of the player. You're not respecting their time. I invested all this time chasing this gear, and you're not respecting that. Okay, well, is it respecting my time when I buy a DLC and nothing in the DLC is worth chasing? Is it is it respecting my time and my money? If I would have bought in the Taken King and everything in it would have been boring and non-essential and non-needed, and I would have been like... It's, I have I, I have better stuff with me right now. I'll just use this. And I know people are like, well, let me use the Midnight Coup, but make hand cannons better, right? Make, make a better hand cannon. And that's where we're going to have to get into the ceiling of efficiency talk again. Like, what are you going to do to make, uh, you know, again, I've been calling for pinnacle perks to be added. Oh, well, pinnacle perks could make me use a different hand cannon. It's not stronger than the Midnight Coup per se, but it's as strong as the Midnight Coup and it's fun. Even that has a ceiling on how many times you can do that, how many perks you can come up with. I think eventually you just have to admit, like, the new DLC, the new game, the new whatever, needs to leave behind the old and look toward the new. I really just don't understand why that's such a problem. Now, this question... B-Stick might be like, I'm not, I didn't say that, right? Well, the question touches on a subject that becomes pretty contentious sometimes. People get pretty wound up about it. They're like, I do not want to have, if I get my stuff reset, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. And it's just like, uh, yeah, you you will. You played a lot to get all that stuff. You're not going to suddenly not like Destiny because you have to chase new gear. You know, We're doing it right now, right? We're doing it right now. We did it in Wrath of the Machine. We did it in Taken King. Some of our most fond memories of Destiny is using new stuff and not using the old stuff. I mean, I I don't really remember chasing loot in King's Fall or chasing the Imago Loop or using a Genesis Chain. I don't really remember doing that and missing my Fatebringer, right? You know, I, I don't remember that being something that that soured the experience for me. It was like, no, there's new stuff to chase, and I like this new stuff. I remember really, really wanting a full auto scout from the King's Fall raid. Now, obviously, I learned with time that, like, okay, well, the the hung jury is the god is the god tier weapon to go to, but I still think, you know, if 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 you're looking to be motivated to play, you know, a game. Whoops! If you're looking to be motivated to play a game, you have to ask yourself. What's going to keep you in there? And I don't think people stay playing because they get to keep using their guns. I think typically come people come back because they're trying to get new stuff. They're trying to have a loot pursuit. So that was a long answer to that question. Soul Fragrance, what do you think will happen with the meta when the last word comes back to the game? What Will it be like D1? Well, I don't think you're going to see a lot of last word sniper combos. I feel like the game and the speed of the, 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 speed of the players... Uh, the speed of the players, the size of the maps, the design of the maps. I think it's just going to be a lot of hand cannon shotgun, which we already have now anyway. If anything, it might be a welcome change for those that are tired of getting barrel stuffed by shotguns. It, I don't know. It may be really, really strong at stopping shotgun rushers. Listen, 
if I if I know anything about Bungie, okay, I know they like to introduce something that's silly, silly strong, and then nerf it later. <laughs> so I could see them releasing this thing, and it's just hip fire, easy, just dumb damage, like just absolutely decimates anybody rushing. And then that might change things up, right? Simply Bones with the brand new Prime sub. Thanks for using your Prime sub here. Welcome to the Rage. So many Prime subs today, guys. Thank you for doing that. Um, and everybody in chat's bringing up the Suros Dis 47. I, I I turned a lot of people on to the Dis 47 that hung out here and ran raids with me. A lot of folks were like, oh, I kind of like that. I had one with Hidden Hand and High Cow Rounds, and the High Cow Rounds actually made a difference in how quickly you stunned enemies, and it was really nice. I could keep, you know, the, the Yellow Knights at War Priest in a stun pattern, uh, and it just sounded cool, and it shot fast. It was a fun gun. Um, I liked it. That, that feeling is kind of gone now with Scouts, obviously, but... But I think there was something special about having new loot to chase. And I remember chasing gunsmith rolls and gunsmith guns. And that was really fun instead of using my Fatebringer or my Vision of Confluence for forever. Uh, Grizz1, do you think Destiny's in a good state for the rest of the year? And do you think we'll be getting a new game next fall? We are not getting a new game, I don't think, until September of 2020. This year, I believe September of 2019 is going to be the Taken Queen followed by another annual pass. That's been my prediction. Uh, GMAX says, easiest raid to hardest in D1 and D2. Crota's the easiest, followed by followed by Wrath of the Machine. Wrath of the Machine was fun, but it wasn't nearly as challenging as, uh, especially once they added the challenges, right? I feel like the challenges in Wrath were quite a bit easier than the challenges in Vog. Um... So yeah, Crota, then Wrath, and then Vogue, and then Kingsfall. People are like, Kingsfall's not that hard. Kingsfall's not necessarily super difficult, but it was easy to fail. You could invest tons of time in Totems, tons of time at Oryx, and it's really easy to make one mistake, and you gotta start over. That was kind of the dawning of the just wipe phrase. Like, just wipe, just wipe, just wipe, just wipe, just wipe. It was, you just kind of had to wipe. You knew it was over. Um... And then I would say Riven is, if you ignore the cheeses, let's just ignore the cheeses, I think Riven is kind of tied for King's Fall because there's a lot of insta-fail in the final Riven fight especially, and that to me isn't necessarily like a measure of difficulty, but that makes it more challenging for teams to do it quick and do it efficiently. Scourge of the Past is probably somewhere between the difficulty of Wrath of and like Wrath and Vogue, I think Scourge is more challenging than those at the end, especially because of the things you have to manage. A lot of people wearing different hats and doing different things, and so it's somewhere in there, kind of close to Wrath and Vogue difficulty, but it's not as failable, it's not as you know, gut punching as King's Fall and the Riven fight. Papa Crabman with a brand new sub, so many new subs today, guys. Thank you for the love lately, just the people on YouTube. Twitter and in here in the chat. Thank you so much for supporting the content. That's kind of how I would ranking. It's really, really hard, I think, to rank the quote-unquote difficulty of a raid because a couple of things happen, okay? People run the raid every week with their team and they and they get really polished and they're like, what do you mean? None of these are hard. These are freaking easy, right? And they, they get very biased and almost jaded to what is difficult content. It just isn't difficult to them. You know what I'm saying? So, a a good example, maybe a good analogy would be like, just things you do in life. 
the first couple times you tie your shoes, you're like, this is so complicated. And then tying your shoes just becomes a joke, right? Raids aren't aren't quite that low level of, of like, oh, it just becomes a joke. It's like tying your shoes. But it kind of becomes like uh, riding a bike might be a better analogy. The first time you ride a bike, you're wobbling, you're falling, you're scraping your knees. And then riding a bike becomes something that even after a while, that's where the expression comes from, right? It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. I could hop on a bike right now. I haven't ridden a bike in over 10 years, and I'd be fine to just hop on and, you know, zip around the neighborhood and raids are like that you get a practice team you know what you're doing you can just hop in get it done and get out that your affinity or not affinity but your ability and familiarity with the content doesn't negate the challenges that are inside of it right those challenges are still at a ground level tough the completion rate of the community on raids is still low. Some of that's because of the lack of matchmaking, but some of it's because they just can't get it done. You know, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, I'm good at tying my shoes and riding a bike. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> that's a good use of weird flex, but okay. I don't really like memes, but that, one, that was a pretty good usage. So, next question. Dernos32 says... Why don't you use the Destiny 2 overlay that shows what guns you use? I don't like using stuff like that because all I ever hear from the chat is it's glitching, it's not working, they can't get the overlay to go away, right? When they're watching on the you know PC, right? Uh, they All I ever hear is that it's not working. We have commands in chat. If you want to know what I'm using, just use the command, primary, secondary, and heavy, right? If you're really, really that interested in my armor, I think we have a loadout command as well, right? I I just got so tired of hearing from people about how it wasn't working, it was glitching, they couldn't get the overlay to go away. I want you watching my stream and my content, not getting, getting having to like, you're having to jerk around with some stupid overlay or extension. So that's why I don't use it. I put more emphasis on quality than that. I'm not saying it's a gimmick, but it feels gimmicky, especially when it becomes a giant distraction to the content, just like a giveaway. Have you done the giveaway yet? When are you going to do the giveaway? I took a bathroom break. Did you do the giveaway yet? Did you draw yet? When are you doing the giveaway? Are you doing it this Friday? Do I have to be present to win? What if I'm at my grandma's house and I can't make it and she's sick, but I really wish I could be here. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be present to win. Like giveaways just take over. It's like, that's all you ever hear about. And then the extensions, anytime I ran it, that's all I ever heard about is how it wasn't working or causing problems or glitches. So I focus more on the content and stuff like that. And then the chat, the, you know, the night bot takes care of everything else. GG leaf on the wind. This has probably been talked about before, but I haven't heard it in what order should you do your milestones or at least a dailies first weeklies. It honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a gamble either way you do it. So if you need a really, really big jump on your, on your boots, right? You could you could do a small a small like some the, the the dailies are small. They don't drop big big jumps in power level, right? Um, they don't drop big jumps in power level, uh, but uh, what they do is they can give that a big jump on the. Uh, did I skip your question, Matrix? I'll go back to it. I'm sorry. So there's no specific order. You're gambling either way, right? You could be you could be using the 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 short ones for your big gain on your boots. Like, well, if I get if I get a, a small milestone on my boots, it's gonna pull everything way, way up, right? 
Or you could do a big and get your boots and it'd pull you way, way up. It's a gamble either way. Anybody that tells you there's a specific or best version of doing it, it do, it's, it's honestly six of one, half a dozen of the other. It does not matter what order you do them in. You're, you're gambling either way. And please don't just spam commands, guys. Like, I bopped somebody because you literally just keep doing the same command. Stop hijacking chat with stupidity, please. Matrix, how would you feel about a set of pinnacle weapons for the heavy slot? I was playing around with a Huckleberry last night and having a lot of fun. I wish there was Pinnacle Heavy Sniper or Linear Fusion to sub with Whisper or Sleeper. Legendary Machine Guns are nice, but somewhat limited. Well, Legendary Machine Guns are like the only reason you even feel like you can do that, right? They're the only reason you feel like you can even say, I'm going to put on an exotic. I'm going to put on an exotic, right? So then you can actually have a decent heavy. You know, because like if you're if, if, if we imagine that like legendary machine guns didn't exist, you probably would never even consider putting on the Huckleberry because you'd be back to square one of having to use Crooked Fang, which a good roll on a Crooked Fang is nice, but the ammo economy is terrible, right? The ammo economy is terrible and m- grenade launchers and rocket launchers are bad, too, for similar reasons. Now, I was using a grenade launcher yesterday the one, the Avantha D, I think is it's called, it's Ark, and we had Ark Burn and Heavyweight on in the Warden of Nothing Nightfall, and it's a, it, had, it had spike grenades. Well, with the spike nade buff from Direct Impact, and and the the uh, the, the Ark and the Heavyweight, it was a strong weapon. The, the low ammo wasn't too bad, but it just put on full display, like, grenade launchers could be fun. Grenade, grenade launchers could be fun, right? They could be a decent weapon if they're given some buff, either a buff in damage or a buff in ammo capacity. And machine guns are the only reason you can you can even consider using non you know non exotic heavies. So yes, we do need pinnacle heavies. In my talk about the exotic problem, I talked about this. I said we first of all before you even do pinnacle anything. Before you do a pinnacle linear fusion, before you do a pinnacle rocket launcher, rocket launchers and grenade launchers and swords and linear fusions all need addressed as heavy weapons. Now, linear fusions are strong in Gambit. Like, I know people you go in there with Crooked Fang, but Crooked Fang just doesn't feel like it lands on a lot of the engagements and a lot of the fights in PvE in a good way, right? You're just like, man, oh man. I, I have to land crits or this thing is freaking worthless. Uh, and again, ammo capacity. You miss a couple shots and you have just thrown away the damage potential of other exotics. So I would address those, those weapons foundationally and then on top of that, build a pinnacle rocket launcher, pinnacle grenade launcher, a pinnacle linear fusion. There's a lot of potential when they build pinnacle weapons. Now I am going to push back on... The idea that pinnacle weapons should just be something like the breakneck where you do like a little chintzy bounty and then that's it, you're done. That's not what I want. That's not what I want for the the pinnacle weapons. I like the idea of grinding for a new rocket launcher and there's all these different roles that can be gotten. And then there's the pinnacle curated roll with a unique perk. Just dumping in a bunch of time and a really, really long grind, I don't find that all, you know, that appealing. 
I like weaving the pinnacle curated roll into the random roll grind because you're kind of taking two things that I think are really good. You're taking random rolls, you're taking an intentional loot pursuit, and you're kind of marrying them together. You're basically taking the breakneck concept. It's a pinnacle static roll that's great. Onslaught and Rampage are synergistic. They go together, just like Desperado and Outlaw on the on the the um, the broadsword. And then you're putting that in the random roll pool, and then you have an intentional bounty like you do at Ada, and then you're good to go. That I think is is a good is a really really good pairing of two value points that I would I would really really like to see uh, put into the game, and I don't know if we're gonna get it, but I I continue to bang on this drum that I believe pinnacle weapons are the way forward for the weapon system, and I think you'll get more longevity and more life and more capital out of them if you pair them and kind of put them in the random roll system. Uh, Matrix Matrix says, how would you feel about a set of pinnacle weapons for the heavy slot? I was, pl- I, I, I answered that. I'm sorry. I just finished answering that. I want to make sure I went back to your question. Um, order of milestones. We answered as well. TC Allstar, how would you update the milestones? I anxiously await them all week yet. Then I do them. It feels redundant. It's a good system. How would you change the implementation? More variation of them. Thanks. I mean, I talked about this in my, in the talk itself before doing this, I said that they should rotate what you get armor or gun and then I also said they should be like the rhythm should be better they should be resetting more more often right um so in in that in that realm in that realm I think they've got a system that is logistically sound go into these pockets of the game do these activities get a reward right how do you make it diverse how do you change it up you know I it's one of those things where it isn't going to have a lot of variety if you're just running strikes over and over again, but that's kind of the game, isn't it? That's the you're running the content loop. You're running the you're running the, the you're running through the repetitious stuff. And I think that's just part of Destiny. Right? They're part of that's just part of Destiny. Making it have variety, that's where again the milestones if they had better rhythm and more intentionality the milestones are a mechanism for leveling, right? So that should just be a streamlined process. If you want people to do v- different things and different activities throughout the week, Ada's bounties are the key. I'm going to keep coming back to that. If I knew Zavala had a unique gun that week, if Devrim K had the, the old fashioned for that week, I could keep buying that bounty and getting old fashions to drop. If Drifter had the you know, the bygones for that week. I could keep buying the bounty for the bygones. That's how you get people to go into different pockets of the game to chase the loot. Like, are you just going to run a Nightfall 15 times in one day because you feel like it? No, you do it because you hope to get the Nightfall-specific reward. Are you going to uh, run strikes, a, a raid, or anything just over and over and over and over again? No, you're not. You're not going to do that. There's a reason that you're doing it. The, why do you come back to the raid every week? Why do you run the nightfall 20 times? Why do I keep coming back to Ada? Because I'm chasing loot. That's the key. The key is saying, I can go into this portion of the game and grind for this thing, right? If Asher had some gun that, like, what are guns 
right? What are guns that would be sensible for Asher to be holding on to, you know? So let's go in here and we just, let's just take a gander. Let's just take a gander. Perseverance would be a good gun for Asher to have bounties for, right? It kind of looks like something you'd find on IO. It's one of those cool viced auto rifles. It's a 720, okay? If for the entire week after that reset, I could get as many perseverances as I wanted to by going to Asher, getting the bounty, grinding stuff on IO. I'm chasing loot. I'm in a I'm in a place of the game I typically don't go. Maybe I'm in lost sectors. I'm like, man, I don't I've never really done this lost sector. That feels new, that feels fresh, that feels varied, right? And then the next week, you're like, well, I don't really like any of the stuff that that Asher has on IO. Um, there's this shotgun that I really, really want to get. It's a high rate of fire shotgun. It's really, really nice. It's called the Wishbringer, right? Maybe there's a role in the Wishbringer that you really, really want. And Shax has a bounty for that the entire week. Week to week, you're doing different things because you're chasing loot with intentionality. Ada's bounties, the way Ada's bounties are structured is perfect for every NPC in the game. That's how you get people to go into different pieces of the game. Because then, this is what happens, okay? Right now, you go and run Crucible, and you really don't want to. You're only in Crucible to try to get a powerful engram. That does two things. That does two things. As soon as you're max level, screw the crucible. I ain't going back in there. Have you seen me playing Gambit since I hit max level? No. Why? Because I don't like it. Okay? So I bounce on Gambit as soon as I hit power level. The other thing it does, the second thing it does is, while I'm playing Gambit, if I don't get a powerful drop that helps me, it makes me furious. Great. Great. Thanks. Three games of Gambit, and you gave me another freaking energy weapon. Thanks, Bungie. That really helped me. And it makes me hate Gambit even more. But, but, at the third week of January, I could grind Gambit and get trust after trust after trust. I'd hang out in Gambit. It'd be kind of frustrating. It'd be kind of dumb, but that dopamine injection of like... There's the trust. Let me look at it. Let me check the roll. Ooh, ah, it's so close. Ah, dude, it's it's really close. I'm going to try it out like when I was grinding for the Wardens, right? I got three right here. That is completely different. Then your memory of Gambit is I was getting a, a, a rhythm and an injection of reward, and eventually I got the trust that I wanted, and now I move on to something else, right? Instead of it being binary, it's a zero or a one. I played Gambit and didn't get what I needed. Brr, zero. I played Gambit and I ooh, I got boots. Thanks, Gambit. Getting the frick out of here, right? They're they're on the pre- they're like they're right on the precipice of taking a couple of systems and making them play together differently or behave differently. And I think you'd have a very very happy marriage between the intentionality of the player and the loot pursuit and that milestone feeling of like I'm going to chase XYZ right I'm going to go after this this gun or that gun so one week you're on IO the next week you're in Gambit the whole time the next week you're doing Ada's bounties the next week you're you're running in circles on the EDZ because you want an old fashioned and then and then burnout is way less likely to happen getting bored is way less likely to happen because week to week you're doing very very different things so I think the intention and the idea is sound they just need to do it differently than they've been doing it sleeper wouldn't a system that lets you play content 
be a better experience than force funneling into content that isn't fun. Yeah, I mean, I just went on a big rant about this. Just went on a big rant about this. Empowering the player to feel like their engagement is dictated by their choice, their enjoyment, or what they want to get, right? That's better than I need power, right? I need it. And you don't get it. It's really frustrating, right? But if I'm going into different parts of the game because I either really enjoy it or it's got something that I really, really want, that's different, right? That's totally different. When, when you're being withholding with something that feels like a need, it almost feels like you're insulting me, right? I, I need to level up. Just let me level up is, is, the, is the way a lot of people probably end up feeling. You don't need a God-rolled trust. You don't need a God-rolled old-fashioned. You don't need any of these things. You want them. And the desire is a strong, is a strong motivator and a strong driver, right? Need, it just feels like, that's why I said it feels like you're just exhausting me sake man i just need boots so uh kong says how would you feel about milestones rewarding you a token that you can use to purchase a piece for any armor slot like in wow okay so this isn't necessarily like a bad suggestion okay but this is very far removed from the way destiny functions right it's very far removed from the way that destiny functions I like your idea of your 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 motive there is I want the player to have intentionality. I think we can get intentionality without losing RNG and without losing some of that spice of you might not get what you want. You might not get what you need. If they set it up so strikes give you a powerful reward after three strikes, and then after that it settles into a rhythm of every four strikes you get you get a drop. But it's random, right? It could be it could be what you need, it could not be. I'm okay with that, right? So the first three you run you run strikes three times, and that's called your milestone. And that milestone tells you what you're getting. You're getting armor or you're getting a gun. That's intentionality. After that, every four strikes, you do get a powerful drop, but it's random. It could be a gun. It could be armor. You don't know. So then there is intentionality on the front end. And then there's like, well, I can just keep going. And then eventually you get what you need. Right now, it's a it's a zero or a one slot machine. Pull the lever. Zero or a one. I need boots. Thanks for the gun. And then you just go on your merry way. You're like, oh, can't play anymore. So the game, the game basically like devalues itself really, really fast. Really, really fast. I love strikes. Sweet. Run three. And then there's no reason to run anymore. Well, if you have three characters, okay, most, most people probably have one to two characters. I think across the board, the majority of the player base has two to one character. Okay. Even still, you're making the content, you, the content's drying up on me, it, like, really fast. Man, I was going to grind a bunch of strikes, but why? Right? I'd, I'd do, I would I would grind a bunch of this, I'd grind a bunch of that, but, but why? What's the point? Right? Why, why would I bother? It's just, I'm not getting anything from it. Now, there's a, there's a layered problem with strikes, right? There's the front end problem of if you're trying to level after three after three strikes, it's pointless. So there's no reason to run any more strikes. The other sort of beyond that, right? The long the long game problem with strikes. Once you're max level, literally no reason, no reason to run them unless you're just going for for diversity of your loadout. Like you want as many items at 650 as you possibly can. 
So that there's there's a multi-layered problem there. I think Zavala should just have the daily bounty idea like we have from Ada. So if like let's say there's a really really cool auto rifle that they bring to the Vanguard and it's got like a really great pinnacle roll on it, really cool perk. Combine all my ideas, right? Take the idea of we need pinnacle we need pinnacle weapons, but they should be at the tip of a pyramid. They shouldn't be like the onslaught. So this auto rifle has a pinnacle version, right? And you can get it when doing these bounties at Zavala. You take the Ada bounties and you shove them into Zavala's inventory, and then they make you they make you go into strikes. And then you're running strikes, you're running strikes, you're running strikes, and then every so many strikes, you complete the thing for Zavala, and you get a chance at the gun. You're combining a lot of a pinnacle origin story, right? You're combining a lot of existing systems that results in player, you know, player intentionality being at the forefront, but accessibility of good loot is still RNG based. It still could be very elusive. It still could take a long time to get what you want. You're not undercutting the identity of Destiny. You're like leaning into systems that are working and that could complement each other very well. <clears throat> Pump, uh, Plump Panaman. I don't know how familiar you are with the lore in Destiny 2, but do you think the theory that because Aldrin killed Cade and he inherits his stuff, including his title, uh, that because of this he's been reborn and won't remember his past life and may become the new Hunter Vanguard? Well, we don't even need the the lore of like why he killed. Uh, Cade or inheriting Cade stuff that when you get rezzed as a guardian you have no memory of your past life that's been established since D1 so he basically gets the opening the opening of D1 where our ghost finds us on the car and rezzes us he just got that treatment so I think that means he's a guardian of light which could mean he's the next vanguard hunter I don't know Hypnotic. Would it be better to get rid of milestones altogether and simply provide more bounties and intentionality? I know we have talked about this, but I think you have a good point here. How do you feel about getting rid of the milestones all together and in place of Ada's bounties and an NPC? I mean, I like this because then what you could do is you could basically say every activity has a powerful ingram interval. We don't need milestones. We need a powerful ingram interval, right? Your powerful ingram interval is every every five you know crucible games you get a powerful drop. Every four strikes you get a powerful drop. Right? You just want to hang out in strikes all day? Freaking go for it! Right? Now that's just for leveling. Leveling's in its own category and just needs streamlined, and that's what that does. That just here's the intervals of of drops that will help you level. Okay? Now, if if you're wanting to pursue loot then we have loot bounties all over the game, right? Dividing dividing the categories, I think, is so important because then you're telling people, like, leveling just sort of happens as long as you're playing. Play whatever the frick you want, right? You're going to be leveling up as you play. That's important to the RPG experience. You just, you put in time, you set the controller down, you made progress on leveling your, on leveling your character, right? And then, loot pursuit is driven by like the player's choice the player's preference so you may think the old fashioned is terrible but you really 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 like the the origin story that you know that Zavala has now that has like a pinnacle role 
You know, I may, I may think the origin story is Duke, and I really want an old-fashioned. Well, the beauty of that system, then, is each week, we're having different experiences and chasing different loot, and it's tied to what we want and what we're searching for, and not like, uh, I guess I could just run Gambit for the rest of my life and hope to get the trust roll that I want, you know? I guess I'll just run world activities as much as I possibly freaking can, and hopefully, hopefully, I get the role on the Duke that I want, people that really, really like the Duke. If you like the Duke, just grind for the Warden's Law. It's, it's a better 110 anyway, because it can get Feeding Frenzy. So, like, but you see my point, right? Nah, Lono, I like the Duke. I want to use the Duke. I think the Duke's better. Cool, man. Here's a bounty for it. Each week, there's a, there's a, there's a world drop bounty that you can buy from the Gunsmith or something. I don't know. Or the Cryptarch. World drop bounty. Oh, you really like the Duke? Here you go, man. Here's a bounty so you can go do whatever it is needs done to get a Duke to drop. And then do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again. You have you can grind that whole week. Fet44. So yeah, to, to circle back to that question that, that spawned that rant, milestones do, in, in, do feel pointless now. Just create powerful ingram interval in all activities for leveling and then use bounties, gear, like equipment in, you know, gun and gear bounties. I would love to have some bounties from Ada for her armor. Her armor's dope. Could I please spend an entire week trying to get her her gauntlets, her boots, or just whatever and then I can have an entire build you know, give me that intentionality. Give me that, give me that purpose. That purposeful grind is a term that we've heard them use before. Fet44, if Bungie decides to keep enhancement cores for infusion, they won't. They're coming out. I promise you they are. Do you think armor skins would be welcome? So if I unlock an armor piece, I can also unlock a skin to apply to another piece of armor for 2500 glimmer. I don't see why these you're even you're even tying these two things together. Number one, there's no way enhancement cores are staying in infusion. They are coming out. Just trust me. They're they are. They're gonna make that change. It's stupid. It's, it's not helping and people are changing their position on it. You know, even, even Datto has said he's, he's thinking differently about it now. That's important. That's good. It's good for the community to do that, to have that conversation and to, and to let the game evolve in a way that's healthy and good for everybody, right? Enhancement cores are coming out. I don't know why you're relating the enhancement cores to this skin idea. I, I, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Somebody's saying, I would love to grind the blind well for weapons and armor. Petra could have weekly bounties just like Ada, so this week you can grind for the Tiger Spite. And guess what you need to go do to grind for the Tiger Spite? Go and do the Blind Well. Oh, you didn't get the roll you wanted? Go get the bounty again from Petra. Go back and do the Blind Well. Over and over and over again. Loot, pursuit, drives behavior. It does. Steph Jordan, if Bungie proceeds with the daily reset instead of a weekly reset, do you think they should limit you to the number of powerful engrams available in the world at the moment, or should it be open-ended? I think it should be open-ended, and here's why. Max level is meaningless. It's meaningless. People think, oh, once I'm max level, what's the point? What do I do now? Oh, you make max level. It's so easy to get max level. You're undercutting the grind of hardcore players. Yeah, hardcore players that hit max level in a week or two. Wow. Whew. Wow. Wow. Oh, my. What an accomplishment, man. Wow. You really, you really did a lot of things, man. No, max level is meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. It's part of playing an RPG. I can't tell right now if I'm 650, 640, 630, doesn't matter. The only time your level feels 
painful or helpful is when you're going into content that is above your level so once you match it or you're below it that's when you that's when you feel it you're like i'm below this level this is really hard i am now at this level this is a lot easier i'm now above the level this is this is cake right level doesn't mean anything when people got mad at the April update, oh, one-to-one infusion, just making it easier for the casuals. Who the frick cares what number is attached to your character? What guns do you have? I have a god roll this. I have a god roll that. I have an Imago loop. I have a, you know, an Occam's razor that I love. I have a the, uh, a max reload speed. Um, uh, oh, what was that scout that I always used? The, the Vanguard scout. I, I was talking about it just the other day. You know, if I had scout gloves on. And I use the uh, Angel's Advocate. There was an Angel's Advocate scout. I have a, I have a scout with Outlaw, and then I have these gauntlets with 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 pulse. Like, do you have that? Can you change your loadout on a dime and have you know all this great stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like that to me. This is why I think Bungie incentivizes the wrong behavior. I made a video a long time ago in the earliest days of my YouTubing career called Bungie incentivizes the wrong behavior, and what they have done. What they have inadvertently done with milestones is they make everybody focus on level as the reward. What are you doing this week? Well, I I have to level up, and this is how I level up. There's all these milestones staring me in the face. Come, Guardian, come. Do these milestones. Get your power level up. You're passively telling the player that that, that's the game, right? Instead of instead of doing what I've said with like a bounty system like with what Ada has and having their ro- gear rotate every week and a nice infographic when they get to the game on Tuesday, right? They get to the game on Tuesday and it tells them all, you know, all NPCs loot has rotated. Please be sure to check the director or go check the NPCs to see what loot you can grind for this week, right? Instead of little yellow circles all over the director, there should be little highlights that say, this week you can get the old-fashioned from Devrim K. This week you can get the waking visual from Petra. This week you can get the trust from, uh, from, from Drifter. So then people come to the game and you're, you're, you're passively educating them what, what can they do with their time? What can they chase? What can change their experience? Instead, they look at this director and they're like, powerful gear powerful gear powerful gear why do you think people are like once i hit max level what's the point in playing because this is staring them in the face as the motivator to play powerful gear powerful gear powerful gear and once they're max level they're like okay now what do i do all these milestones mean jack squat to me and i don't mean anything what's the point now right you could, you could, you could tell, you could basically say, Bungie literally just tweeted telling people that the escalation protocol is available this week, right? And do you know how many people? Do you know how many people check their Twitter every day or engage with them on Twitter compared to the amount of people that log in and play every day? The amount of people that people, the amount of people that see that tweet, the impressions on that tweet of people, right, that aren't already tuned in. The people that see that tweet, right? Let's take let's take how many people see that tweet in a given in a given week, right? How many of them are already locked in and tuned into those things? They already know about the weapon rotation. They already know what's being offered. You got to subtract them from the total, right? A lot of the people that engage with Bungie on Reddit, the forums, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, whatever the frick, those people are already tuned into what's going on in Destiny. 
But those casual players that like get so focused on leveling, even Bungie themselves has the priority backwards. Like, I shouldn't be going into content for power level. I should be playing the game leveling up and going into content for loot. Don't you see the difference? Don't you see the difference in player satisfaction? Don't you see the player dif- the difference in player loyalty? And, 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 and what players feel when they're playing the video game? When I play an RPG and I just automatically level up, it frees my mind to focus on loot, builds, different things to try, different cosmetics to maybe care about, whatever. But instead, everything in the game is just telling me that all that matters is power level, which means once you get power level, you're done. It also means as you're, if you're getting frustrated with your power level grind, not getting the stuff you need, it's so frustrating. You're like, well, this is all that matters in the game is power level. Well, I, I didn't get what I needed. So, I, you know, it's just another week of, of not getting the things that I want. If you booted up after Forsaken, like, imagine this. Imagine a different world. Imagine a different world. And that when Forsaken launched, you booted up and you played through the campaign and you kind of naturally leveled the entire time. And then when you were done, right, the game was like, okay, now that you're done with the campaign, continue to, continue to you know, play the game and work on different things. And all the, all the pieces of the game will reward you with powerful engrams and an interval to help you hit max level. And you're like, sweet, I'm going to work on that. See, what we're doing here is we're staggering value. Hang tight with me. We're staggering value. Campaign is the front-end value. Leveling up is the next value point, right? And they tell you, yeah, just play whatever you want. Powerful engrams are going to be dropping at a regular interval, and they're going to help you They're going to help you level up. We're staggering the value. And then, like most RPGs, when you hit max level, the game opens up for you and changes, right? Game open up, it opens up for you, and it changes. It's like, hey... Congratulations, you're now max level. Look at all these things that are available to you. And you maybe even you see them before you're max level. Do you remember when we were trying to level up in vanilla, in vanilla D2? And it was like, oh, we can now buy mods and the mods will help us level up. We had to get to a certain level before we could get to those mods. It was kind of dangling out in front of us. Every NPC in the game could have these equipment bounties. And you're like, oh, I can't go after that until I'm max level. You're staggering the value. Campaign then hit max level, then the game opens up and changes for you. So when you log in each week, you're not like, well, I'm max level, what's the point now? Or, well, I'm getting screwed by RNG, I can't hit max level. Your hair is max level? Well, thank you. It, you're just playing the game, leveling up. Playing the campaign, leveling up. You hit max level and you're like, look at all these things I can chase now. That's a sweet gun. That gun looks cool. It's got a great perk pool. And you just go wherever the loot is they're they're right there man they just need to like switch a couple things like move a couple puzzle pieces and man oh man this game would open up for people and have so much loot pursuit and longevity instead it's like the people went to the summit and they focused on like what they like which is long grind slow grind and the problem is Destiny isn't built for that. So what they do? They made Infusion painful, and they made the RNG of the leveling system potentially screw you, right? So what'd you do? You made the, the, the natural progression, the natural accessibility lanes of an RPG, you made them terrible for most of the player base. So they don't even get to the point where they can be motivated by loot. They don't even get there. 
they're stuck on this rung where you're like, we greased all the rungs of the ladder. Have fun trying to climb it. We climbed it week one or week two. <laughs> We're hardcore players, YouTubers, and Twitch streamers. Have fun getting up here. And then we chase loot and we go after loot and that's great. But like, even as much as I chase loot, I still think there's more, there's more room for more NPCs to have that intentional loot grind. Instead of, like, look at how little I engage with. Man, think about this, too. Think about this, too, as a hardcore player. Look at how much I ignore. Look at how much I ignore. Look at that director. Yellow Dot on the Dreaming City. Nessus. Two on the Crucible. Two on Gambit. Two on Vanguard. Two on IO. None of it matters to me now. It's all all pointless. But if this director was showing me all the gear, all the loot that was directly pursuable that week for me because I'm now max level, the game changes. This would look so different for me. I'd be doing, I'd be chasing different things. I'd be chasing different pieces of gear and different guns. God, they're, oh, they're so close, man. They're right there. They're right there. That'd be such a better system. Captain Pickles, thank you for the brand new Prime sub. Thank you for giving me your prime. A lot of people have been using their prime subs, so thank you very much. All right, next question. That was a long rant. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep plucking that banjo string because I think that's a big system change that they need. Uh, inner math. What do you think about the Prometheus lens overall? It's a great weapon, great ammo economy. Uh, the it deserves to be an exotic. Reloading itself makes it very universally effective. It's great for trash ads, majors, shield enemies. It's a fantastic weapon paired with a machine gun. I don't feel like I've weakened myself by using an exotic. Prometheus lens and the Coldheart are fantastic weapons. I strongly suggest that you try using them. Uh, if you use it with the breakneck and you have auto auto rifle, uh, if you have like an auto rifle reload pair of gauntlets it's a wonderful pairing toby667 with another prime sub so many prime subs today thank you so much for using your prime sub here welcome to the rage list uh who rock your body any word on cores being removed from infusion no word yet my prediction is the very first twab we get from bungie when they get back from their break the very first thing they're going to say is we're taking enhancement cores out of infusion that's been my prediction they're coming out they're coming out and the people that you know, took shots at me and said I was wrong and people that got mad at me on my YouTube and everything else that, that, you're wrong you are, you are, so well it's gonna get changed, it's coming out, promise I, if it doesn't, I will be just shocked right out of my chair if they don't, if they don't pull it out I'll be mega, mega, mega mega, mega shocked Making room of inventory. Sorry. Another new prime sub from Calantris. Thanks for using your prime sub here. I appreciate it very, very much. Enhancement cores will never come out of infusion. Oh, you're going to eat crow in about three weeks or less. You're going to eat crow. Trust me. They're coming out. Uh, Magic plays. What do you think about removing the milestone system and letting all activities drop random powerful loot? Yeah, I mean, I just said that, like that, even a rhythmic interval of like, you know, right? You know so many strikes are going to get a powerful drop. Each time you get one chance, you get another one that week is decreased, like with Prime Ingrams. Each item lets you choose between an armor piece. Also, there would be activities that give you 100% powerful gear like the Raid, Shattered Throne, Forge, Special Bounties. With this system, you could run strikes and get rewarded for this. Yeah, yeah. I am Pones with another Prime sub. So many Prime subs. Thank you for your Prime sub. Welcome to the Rageless. Guys, thank you so much for the support. I think the idea of like 
powerful drops every once in a while, right? It really, really helps, right? You just, I'm going to stay in this lane. I'm going to get this stuff. I think that's a better way. This is a little too choosy, a little too convoluted. I think they just give a powerful drop interval. Having enhancement cores and infusion keeps people from leveling up too quickly. Mathematically and factually false. That's not true. That is false. I level up just as quickly without infusing. If I have a edge transit and a sidearm that I hate and I don't want to use and it's in my inventory and they're at 630 and I'm trying to get to 650 getting those guns leveled me up it leveled me up you're not slowing me down from leveling I'm leveling up at the same interval my powerfuls and my primes are dropping at the same interval you're not slowing me down from leveling up all you're doing is frustrating my choice which is pointless in a loot pursuit game to say Hey, while you're playing this weekend, you can't use the gear that you want because we've made infusion convoluted, contradictory with respect to economy, and the grinding and enhancement cores is staggered and stupid. Thanks for playing. You can't use the guns you want. It doesn't slow people down from leveling up at all. It doesn't. It's like, it's, that's just, it's factually incorrect to say that. You still, even if you're not using the sidearm or the edge transit, they are in your inventory and they affect your power level drops. It's, it's about frustrating choice. You're not getting more elongation out of the content for people. You're not stretching out relevancy. You're just frustrating choice for no reason. It isn't slowing anybody down at all. If anything, you're just making people go do stuff they don't want to do. Oh, I need spider bounties to get enhancement cores. Oh, I need ghost fragments to get spider bounties. Oh, there's a cap on ghost fragments. Oh, I got to be on the tangled shore and I don't want to. Like there's just you're making you're making so many so many hoops to jump through just so they can use the gear they want. It's 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 going away. Promise. Promise it is. Four King Ruler, I think three to five rounds in anything 24-7 should give powerful drop. Yeah, yeah, just a rhythm of drop. I agree with you. We're, we're, I think we're having an agreement on that as a community. A lot of questions are touching on that. Rocco the Taco, what do you think about having a system change to set intervals of activity completion rather than specific activities? Right, yeah. We're all, we're in, we're, everybody's saying the same thing now. And then the bounties, like Ada's bounties, if every NPC had those bounties and rotated each week, you know, one week the drifter has the trust and the bygones, and then the next week he's got the parcel of stardust and the pillager. Right? Each week you're right. You're you're going into those pieces of the game, and you're doing it because of the loot, not because you're chasing power. Uh, Lord of Noobs 48 is Forsaken plus the Animal Pass worth it now that we're four months out from Forsaken launch. I've been on the fence and I wondered how things look. Things are getting better every week if you want my honest opinion. Black Armory was rough. Forsaken out of the box is a huge value. Huge. The campaign is great. The Baron fights are awesome. The cinematics, the story, the dialogue, the, the Forsaken DLC is a massive amount of value for you. And Black Armory is getting better each week that they streamline your accessibility into it by making leveling less painful, right? Just you could go in and do what I'm doing and chase the loot. So Black Armory is going to, by the time you would get to it, if you played through Forsaken and got your characters, you know, leveled up, by the time you get to Black Armory, it's going to be really polished and really nice. Like, I think you would really enjoy the loot pursuit of Black Armory as like a capstone sort of ender of Forsaken. Forsaken is just a wonderful DLC. It saved Destiny 2. It really did. So much to do. Very, very fun. Um, 
and and whenever you're going through the campaign there's just a lot of value there i would even say playing through the campaign solo is a huge value point the the baron fights were uniquely challenging and very very fun doing it solo i loved it i loved every piece of forsaken um reaver 22 not milestone related do you think about having Ada offer up a rotation of Black Armory? Yep, touched on this a little bit ago. Yeah, you, you you may have even said in chat, I think I may have seen you say, well, if you just answered my question, I'd love to see her armor offered, uh, rotated, because the, the Forge armor is cool, but again, they took a cool idea and a cool thing, and they, they, they tied it to a weekly milestone, and so you're like, cool, I got a bond, and I don't like the perks on it, I guess I'll try next week for a single piece of Forge armor that I like. That's too slow. Way too slow. The odds of you getting a full forge set that you like is near impossible at that interval. By the time Joker's Wild comes out, you're not even going to freaking care. So it's like, it, it negates even having the gear there, right? It's like, why even have it if the, if the thread of possibility of me getting what I want is so, so thin, right? Uh, Enix Arms says... If they add specific loot pursuits like trust that you were that you gave, do you believe they should always drop as powerful weapon? Uh, no, the purpose would be twofold. If you need higher power in that slot, you could go for it knowing you will get the slot you need and making sure it drops are adequate power. I would not necessarily be broken because you won't increase power from the same slot of multiple ones. You know, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to change my mind that fast. Now that I think about it, it's not going to hurt anything to have these dropping powerful, and I'll tell you why. Most people are going to turn their sights on a lot of the bounties once they're max power, but while they're on their way to power, you could give them a multifaceted grind. They could be like, well, I need an energy weapon, and this week's the trust. I'm going to grind for a trust. Once I get the trust I want, it's powerful. It'll raise my power, right? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because then you're giving people a multifaceted grind, and then if there's armor grinds too, again, people are pivoting according to desire, and then they're also getting power along the way. So, I got a full dawning uh, and armory sets on three characters. Every single perk is fusion, SMG, launcher, totally manipulated to keep you playing and buying. Yeah, they could get it better. Uh, Kai with a $5 tip says love the stream keep up the good work I think that what Bungie really needs to do is go crazy with space magic uh, area effect uh, uh, etc go all out and people will naturally move on to new weapons yeah as long as the new area of effect and, and perks and things just keep me at the ceiling of efficiency if the really crazy energy weapon or primary weapon you give me matches the efficiency of the of the primary weapon and the energy weapon that I'm using now as long as it matches the efficiency then yeah I think you're totally fine I think I think you introduce people I think people would 8 mask with 8 months in a row that's a lot of 8s thank you 8 mask for 8 months in a row Michael says, do you think that in addition to refreshing the way milestones work, it would help if legendary drops would be at your light level instead of lower, uh, depending on max light? I think this would definitely make things a little less frustrating for me leveling between milestone resets to keep me motivated. This would certainly have been a decent pivot for them to say, you know, you don't need to infuse because 
every you know if it's not a powerful drop it's at least going to drop at your level so if something drops and you're like hey this is a really nice gun this is a really nice roll on here you don't feel this like oh well i have to infuse it if i want to use it it would just match your power level that's a decent yeah that's a decent idea because then that would make you you really wouldn't feel that like i have to use infusion right i have to do this i have to infuse you'd be like no i dropped in my level i can just slap it on now and use it and then the rhythm of those powerful drops would be dropping as well to help you to help you level up um yeah next question powers would strikes dropping specific loot help the playlist Okay, here's the thing. We've had this discussion before. I think, whoa, I think Nightfall's having rhythmic urgency is good, but Bungie's dropping the ball, and the Nightfall rotation is freaking broken. So they're like, oh, it's three Nightfalls a week. That should help you whenever you're waiting for your token Nightfall to come around. And then they introduce that, and then the rotation's broken, and you get Warden of Nothing two weeks in a row, and you can't grind for the horrors least for, I don't know, over a month. So... If they fix the Nightfall rotation, then I'm okay with Nightfalls having Rhythmic Urgency and then introduce the bounty system to Zavala like Ada has. And then Zavala has these bounties to chase these specific pieces of loot. And when you do that, that's what makes you go into the strikes. You see? Why am I going into the forges? I'm going into the forges because I'm doing Ada's bounties. Why would you be going into strikes? Because you're doing Zavala's bounties. Why are you going into Nightfalls? Because this week it's the Nightfall that has the gun that I want. It's the Mindbender or whatever. Zeta64, if you're going to get any new exotic armor in the annual pass, do you think year one exotic armor should be reworked to make it useful, relevant? I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on this. Uh, Typically with exotic armor, uh, exotic armor typically pivots with subclasses. So when we get subclass changes and new subclasses like Blade Barrage, that just naturally has an evolution in the community and the meta and people use Blade Barrage because they get, you know, they like Ophidia's Faith with Knife Trick, or they really like Shards of Galanor. That has always happened in Destiny when they introduce uh, new new stuff. People just kind of pivot to the new stuff. So going back and retooling, you know, year one exotics and things of that nature, I don't necessarily know if there's a huge, huge reason to do that. I don't have a lot of opinion on that. If they want to do that for a DLC, be like, hey, we just retooled a bunch of exotic armor, um... to make it more worth your while then you know that could be that could be good too because it's just more again that's just more stuff for you to chase or potentially want to get exotic drop rate needs tweaked a little bit though you should at least be getting two to three exotics a week given you can get random rolls on the armor and there's a ton of guns Uh, Velotix or Velotix do you think D3 will make scout rifles more relevant I mean what the frick kind of question is this man (laughs) I don't know I don't know. Maybe you're being maybe you're being cute. Like, are we not going to have scouts worthwhile until D three? I think Bungie's going to address scouts in D two. <laughs> I don't think scouts are going to be garbage all the way to D three. Now, this actually could be a good question. So maybe I'm being a little too tongue in cheek. D two is designed in a way scouts never feel necessary unless you're in Shattered Throne or like the final boss fight of Scourge. Scouts feel silly because everything's kind of close. There's not a lot of room for scouts so maybe that's what this person is getting at like do you think they could design destiny 3 from the ground up to have more dynamic combat and if there's more dynamic combat then you feel the need to use a scout right you feel that need to have that range so maybe maybe i think they could make them stronger now and then 
there's not a lot of long range engagement so even if they make them better you wouldn't use them all that often dragon echo what if you get to pick a certain loadout and take it with you into d3 and start out with it though I mean, they could do something at the beginning of Destiny 3. They could do something at the beginning of Destiny 3 where they say, hey, um, you we're about to time travel, right? Because that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to use time travel uh, to reset us. We're going to use time travel. Go right now. You can only, you, you, you can't take anything with you but what's equipped. So none of this is coming with me. This stuff would all be gray. It would all be gray. It would be like, this isn't coming with you. Equip what you really want to bring with you. And then you equip it all, and you bring it with you when you time travel, and then that's kind of your beginning loadout for Destiny 3. Right? But that stuff's made irrelevant very quickly, right? Like, you know going into Destiny 3, that's going to be the stuff maybe you use during the campaign, but you're quickly casting it aside. And then you leave behind everything else. It'd be painful, and people wouldn't like it. But you gotta reset us. You gotta reset us and have us get new stuff. You wanna you wanna vault busting at the seams when you go into Destiny Three? Like get get real. You know what I'm saying? Get real. I think we're gonna time travel for Destiny Three to justify a reset. That's what's gonna happen. DJ May eighty eight with two months of subs, loving what you bring lately. Uh, thank you very much for two months, man. One more month of the blue badge. Papa Crab Man, to add to your thoughts on adding weapon and armor specific milestones, what if they just raise the drop rates for prime engrams to drop almost as frequently as legendary engrams until cap? Getting rid of the prime attunement would add value to time and activity in my opinion. Right, and primes are worthless to you once you're at cap, so they are they should be doing that as well. I hear what you're saying though. Get rid of prime attunement, just drop prime engrams regularly. You know what I mean? And we can go check out Zur, guys. You don't need to go anywhere if you want to see where Zur is. Um, does anybody know where they put him? Because reset just happened. We can check him out and buy a faded engram during q and I'll go check out his location. Um, so yeah, primes, that's already happening, right? Primes are already dropping uh, really, really. They should be dropping more often and with bigger drops. Uh, he's in the EDZ. I'm going to wait for confirmation. There's another person saying EDZ. All right, let's go to EZ. Um, so, yeah. John Werner. What do you think about infusing a fully masterworked year one weapon into a year two variant? Like the Nightshade should make the year two variant masterwork. Love the content, by the way. Watch every day on YouTube. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, man, I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want us to be just pulling stuff just pulling stuff into year two. I think Bungie should do that. I think every NPC Zavala should have a year two version of the origin story. Make it a bounty, have a pinnacle version with a cool perk on it, and we can grind for it. Devrim K should have the same thing with the call to serve and the old fashioned. You know what I'm saying? To me, when I look at the when I look at the, the the year one weaponry bringing brought forward to year two, I don't want that just to be something that we randomly do. And then what are you going to do? Like if you get a crap roll on your old fashioned that you brought forward, how do you do it again? Is it super costly? You know, is it is it going to be something that you can do multiple times to the same gun? That just starts to feel like reforging that I'm I'm not a huge huge fan of. So January fourth, Zur has. Graviton Lance, 
Celestial Nighthawk. So those of you that like using Celestial, it's actually a good roll. It actually is a good roll. Both it has hands-on, it has hand cannon targeting, and machine gun reserves. This is actually a really, really nice roll for Celestial Nighthawk. So I'm going to buy one. Uh, I don't use Sanguine or Dune Marchers. Let's try and get a nice roll on an exotic piece of armor here. And we got the Prospector. Thanks so much, Zer. You can shove this Prospector right in your ear. Man, those Fadeds really, really should be more prone uh, to being armor. I would love to have gotten a better roll on an arm piece of gear instead of another Prospector. Um, that'd be... That'd be helpful. That'd be helpful. I'm not really sure why they think... Um, unless, like, why would I want to do that once a week? Like, get a piece of the gun that I've already gotten, you know? Like, he shows up once a week, and I gotta give him a, a decent chunk of legendary shards. It should be armor, in my opinion. Uh, next question. Can power creep get out of hand? Uh, I, this is a real generic question. Yes, it can, and that's why resets are important. That's why leaving gear behind is important, because power creep can get out of hand, and it can make the difference between your gear and your loadouts and your loot pursuit. It can all become quite superfluous, right? That's a big word. It can become meaningless. Uh, I'm going to go hit the flag in the gulch, actually. Uh, Bullock. Uh, do you think it'd be beneficial if we could target activities we like for our milestone power drops instead of the system we have now? For example, I'd prefer to play Crucible rather than Gambit. So you're saying I get so many milestones in a week and I can just get them all from Gambit or I can get them all from Crucible. I mean, we've touched on this and we've gone round and round. This question's been answered, so I'm, I'm surprised you answered it. Maybe you came late. Uh, this has been answered numerous times in this Q&A and in the talk. Either give every piece of the game an interval of powerful drops uh, or just have the, the milestones themselves resetting more often. One of those would be a better option than what we have now. Kong says, How do you feel about milestones rewarding a token that you could use uh, I've already, uh, that you could use on an NPC to purchase a piece of armor for any slot? I'm pretty sure we already got this one. I already answered that. And I basically have already addressed what I think they should do with the interval. Uh, Serpent of Set. Do you think Bungie introduces powerful weapons and then nerfs them to encourage people to play the update? Um... I don't know if it's manufactured or in- and intentional. I think sometimes the weapon team and the sandbox team just makes cool stuff. And they're like, people are going to love this. This is so strong. And then in execution, you're like, oh my gosh, this is too strong. Whoops. It's not that they don't test it and there's like clueless. But I think what ends up happening is, you know, the right hand doesn't necessarily talk to the left hand. So they just, they're like, introduce strong stuff. And they're like, cool, we're doing it. And then they introduce strong stuff, and they're like, holy moly, it's too strong. Or in the case of, like, the 1K Voices, the 1K Voices was way stronger than the console version because of FPS. Now, was that because they did their internal testing on PC, and they're like, that's good damage, and they didn't catch the fact that it's actually not that strong of an exotic because they were testing on PC? I don't know, you know. But I don't think they'd do it on purpose. Like, make it strong, Charlie. Sweet, everybody will play. All right, that's enough, Charlie. Time to nerf it. It's been a month. Ha 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 Like I don't, I don't know if it's that sinister or planned out. Damon Gaming, do you think Bungie will ever make a Destiny spinoff? Maybe after D three, they have another IP planned. I don't think it'll be a Destiny spinoff. So no. But, but, uh, I think with you could probably do video game movies always get screwed up. But I feel like you could do a Destiny trilogy of movies, but. 
would probably never happen. It's just really, really hard. Creative process gets so jacked up on video game movies, and they always turn out bad. Uh, the, the, the Tomb Raider video game movie I actually thought was pretty good. The newest one, the newest one was pretty good. Uh, but even then, it wasn't phenomenal. It was good. It wasn't, it wasn't mind-blowing. Um, which, maybe movies like that can only be good. Maybe there's like a ceiling on just how good they can be. I don't know. Um, so, next question. Uh, wait, Billboard says, I agree that milestones require a mix-up. Although, don't you think there should be certain pieces of endgame content that don't have a powerful drop cap? They can apply that to Shattered Throne considering it lacks weapons and armor tied to it. I mean, I don't honestly know. I, it, it, since it's around so often, every, you know, every so often, I think some of that's just Bungie doing the rhythmic urgency, right? Like, yeah, here's your chance, here's your shot. And I think people are getting frustrated by that because they're going for titles and stuff. And that's one of the reasons, you know, one of the reasons it's becoming a, you know, a frustration point uh, for folks in the community. So, yeah, I, I do think maybe with stuff like that, guaranteed drop rate on certain items or don't limit it or something and honestly again again why limit power drops in general like leveling doesn't need to be painful and slow what's the point what are you doing why are you making it painful and slow you know what's the net benefit to the player what's the net benefit to the player other than frustration Funker01, do you think they'll ever bring all or most other weapon archetypes up to par with the current PvP meta, like having one or two weapons from each type in the game be viable in PvP, instead of just hand cannons and what have you? Here's the thing, I, I don't know if there's this perfect, idyllic version of Crucible that we'll ever really arrive at, where like, scouts are viable at scout range and pulses are viable at pulse range and hand cannons and auto rifles and everyone's happy i don't know if that's if that's realistic i feel like you're always going to kind of find those weapons that rise to the top and just like one of the reason hand cannons in particular get to wear so many hats it's a precision weapon, and because it's a precision weapon, there's a natural amount of range and efficiency they have to give it in order for it to function as a precision weapon. And so it does well at mid-close and even somewhat far range, right? And so what you end up with is a weapon that sort of trumps all others that attempt to do similar things, you know? Even pulses are great, but arguably once you get kind of close, pulses can become problematic because, you know, you're, it's, it's a little bit harder, you know, you don't have that agility, you know, that zooms in a little bit too far. Those, those are the sorts of things that make you sort of pivot. So I don't know if there's this idyllic version of, of Destiny's Crucible where everything is as effective as the next. It's, it's seasons of weapon dominance has always been sort of the theme uh, in Destiny, you know, it was the hot, it was auto rifles, then it was hand cannons, then it was the hawk saw, and then shotguns ran amok because shotguns weren't getting shut down by auto rifles and hand cannons anymore. So the mid range shutdown was near impossible, and because the mid range shutdown was near impossible, it was the era of the shotgun. And then, oh well, make it harder to use shotguns. Let's mess with special ammo. And they mess with special ammo, and Lono's like, everyone's gonna pivot to sidearms and the icebreaker. No, they're not, Lono. Everyone pivoted to sidearms, and the worm and the wormwood was the most used weapon that weekend in trials and then they're like okay we have to change the way that sidearms get special ammo and then everyone just used the icebreaker and then you hear what I'm saying 
like it's always a swinging pendulum and that pendulum swings usually in accordance to whatever the community unearths to be the best or the most effective and with a wet with a game like this with abilities and 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 perks and space magic and every and and, and all the rest i just don't know if you're ever going to get to that place where you're like I can go into a game, and I can use a scout, and I don't have any problems. I can be just as efficient as the guy with the hand cannon. Okay. that That's just unrealistic, maybe. Right? Scouts are built for long range. If you're on a map that's saucy and close together with, you know, all these choke points and all these easy pushes and easy flanks, then scouts going to suck, even if scouts were strong. Right? Just one of those things. So, if they had diverse and dynamic map design and weapon efficiency that was better because there are some weapons that are just bad then you might get your wish right you might get your wish you might get the wish of like okay i can you know i can i can definitely go onto this map and have you know and have dom and, and have dominance because this map is built for scouts well, this next map's built for hand cannons. Like, I feel like a lot of maps would have thematic feels to the loadouts of people if they actually did more dynamic map design. You got to remember these maps were designed for double primary, so you would you would guard the lane with your scout or your pulse, and then you'd push with your auto rifle or your hand cannon. Just one of those things. And there's always a danger in making, you know, weapons like auto rifles too effective because they're really really easy to use so it's just one of those things i'm not a pvp expert i just don't know if you're ever going to have that that feel of every single gun is as viable as the next because even within the realm of making them all equal right you still are going to have map design play a part you're going to have other team comp play a part if the other team is just making it really really tough for you to hold lanes because maybe they're just out sniping you maybe they're rushing flanks with shotguns right then you're like man i'm really struggling to use my scout is that the scout's fault or is it the fact that there are moving pieces to pvp strategy map design you know map layout and and player behavior that may make it easier or harder to use a scout so sometimes i think it it's just a matter of you adopting and adapting to the meta and the context of each map while bungie also then tries to make sure every weapon is good at what it's supposed to do you know auto rifles and hand cannons should be good at that mid-range close range you know hand cannons should be not very good at far range to keep them from being like a universal weapon and then if you design maps that you can push the issue long range there's going to be times where you know Mr. Luna's Howl and Mr. Not Forgotten are struggling because they're not able to they're not able to have that efficiency because the map's a little bit more long range and the guys that are using scouts and pulses are having a better time because they're shutting you down on lanes and approaches like and then you're like, well, I should be able to force the issue. Good map design should mean that I could have a verticality approach or a flank approach to, to, to you know, push the issue and get close and then be able to unseat them. Yeah, that's true. And again, it just some of that just comes down to map design awareness. Maybe it's you're having a really, really hard time pushing them because they're just they're better at the lane management than you. Well, when that happens, you've got to make sure you're you're adapting and, and doing what's necessary to unseat whatever they're doing or countering whatever they're doing. So, 
IP uh, says, what do you think about weekly milestones being made into dailies and the payoffs are tokens to be turned into NPCs for various powerful loot? We don't want to go back to tokens. People hated the tokens. So resetting more often is, is a good suggestion, though. JD Gamer, do you think that the Crucible should have a weekly bounty like in D1 so we get another powerful gear? Uh, Crucible does have a weekly bounty. JD uh, Radizus says, do you think there is a need for uh, powerful engrams to have an increased drop rate for armor uh, if you've been consistently getting weapons or powerful gear? So you're asking for smart RNG. I think if you increase the rhythm and the intentionality of like knowing where there's certain gear, you really don't need smart RNG. If I know I can just regular, regularly get armor pieces to drop from a given activity or whatever, then it's just a matter of waiting till I get the right piece. Right, you don't need smart RNG if they just streamline intentionality. There's no intentionality right now, so you feel like you need smart RNG. We need one or the other, or a bit of both. Call me Rhino. What if when you did a milestone, you got a token with a level value? You could add it to whatever piece you wanted. That way, you are not held back by one thing. You're not stuck getting five energy weapons. This, to me, pivots too sharply away from any level of RNG. I like there to be that feeling of, I need boots, I didn't get boots, right? I don't know. There's something about that that needs to be maintained to some degree, right? And I know somebody might say, well, that should only be really happening when you're going for rolls on weapons. No, I think it's cool to have that feeling of, I need boots, I got a helmet. I need boots, I got gauntlets. As long as it's helping a little bit, you shouldn't be getting items that don't help you. If you're grinding and doing the powerful drop, the powerful drop should 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 help you to greater or lesser degrees. I think those moments of elation and celebration when you need boots and get boots, I think those are important to the player experience. That is my that that is my bias showing a little bit, but I think that is an established value point or piece of Denity's identity, as someone in chat is saying, the unexpected payoff is core to Destiny. I think it's part and parcel to the identity of a looter shooter to be like, I need this, I didn't get this, I'm gonna keep going. I need this, I got this, that's very exciting. This is why better rhythm and intentionality helps. I need this, I didn't get this, bummer. No worries, I'll try again. Look at what we do with the Ada bounties. I didn't get the role I wanted, I'm trying again. I didn't get the I didn't get the role I wanted. It's close. I'm going to use it, but in the process, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to keep trying for the one I want, right? The interval and the rhythm keeps you in the pool. That's the problem with the way milestones work. Is that if you get screwed, you're like, "Bet, no point in playing this week. No point in playing. It's over," right? And then that demoralizes people, and then people get, they stop playing. They're like, well, put the game down. You keep telling me to stop playing, basically. And then eventually people do. So, I'm going to try and get this little dude here so we can get maximum temper. I don't know if people do it on the other side. I've been trying to get that. It feels like it increases the drop rate. Well, it's not going to happen with shield bouncers like that. JD Gamer, Solono, I've done Last Wish 36 times and I've gotten one, and I have not gotten the 1k or the ship, and that's all you need for the seal. Uh, or the seal. Is the 1k completely random in the ship or does not drop increase every raid? Because I got the Anarchy my second time. I mean, you got lucky on Anarchy. That's anecdotal. I've not gotten the Anarchy yet, and I probably run more Scourge 
than it took you to get it, right? So it's, it's the thing with 1K and the ship and stuff that's required for triumphs and titles. Bungie tried to give us something cool for long endgame grind, and I don't think they thought about how damaging RNG would be to that experience and that process, right? Um, so I would say, I would say that what I've said on these before is your, the chance drop rate increasing every week you do it could be good. Like every time you run the raid, you know, you're investing in the one K drop rate. So eventually the drop rate's so high, it becomes almost guaranteed. I think that's okay. Now, maybe they should wait three weeks before they apply that right it's a hot fix they're like anytime a raid launches there are no buffs to drop rate uh if you're having bad luck but after the third week we implement the the catch-up clause where it's like eventually we want everybody to kind of if, if you're running the raids regularly enough you get the loot because we don't want you to be basically without it and then the new and then the new content comes out and then the new raid comes out and it's harder for you to even get people to you know want to go in there and do that and that works against loot incentive in general when it's just too withholding so your drop rates going up it's still rng now with respect to triumphs Bungie needs to make sure in the future they don't tie triumphs to RNG or if it is tied to RNG it becomes a guaranteed drop once you get so far on the triumph right so if you're trying to get that and it just won't drop well then what you can say is is that once you get so much of the triumph completed it becomes a guaranteed drop so on the way there it's pretty exciting if you get it it's pretty exciting if you get it but if you don't you know eventually you're just going to get it and it's going to complete the triumph for you and that i think is a good is a good pivot because triumphs aren't meant to be a kick in the teeth that that becomes such a point of frustration for people because of RNG. That's not really why they're there. The value point of the triumph starts to go down when you when you make it that painful and frustrating. J. Christ, on your idea of powerful drop every four strikes, could that potentially be an exotic? Um, this could tie in with my exotic idea. I think every week <clears throat> you should be able to get like an exotic. I don't know, at least once a week, maybe twice a week, and if you don't. This would be a place where, like, you're, that, that the exotic chances could go up. Every time you get a powerful drop and it's not an exotic, little teeny incremental jump for the chances in an exotic. So as long as you're playing and grinding, eventually exotics are just dropping at a decent interval once, twice, maybe three times a week. Random rolls on armor, I think it's justifiable. Exotics can be rare, but they're just they're too rare right now. And then when you finally get one, you can get a duplicate, which is infuriating. Uh... XXIbsD with a brand new Prime sub. Thanks for using your Prime sub here. Welcome. So many people have used their Prime subs this week, guys. Thanks for doing that. If you have a Prime sub, use it on somebody. It doesn't have to be me. Just make sure you're clicking that Prime sub uh, every month. The Seth86. Regarding the loss of Aldrin's mind, all Guardians were dead for a long time. Couldn't it be that we've lost our memories because we were dead so long and that Aldrin remembers everything? No, I don't think that's how the lore works. As far as I know, if you watch the What Does It Mean to Be a Guardian, um, if you watch the What Does It Mean to Be a Guardian video with Zavala, where he keeps dying and coming back to life, he, as far as I know, he doesn't have memories of those past lives. As far as I know. So, uh, Salaminate, uh, Salaminator says... I got my first exotic in about a month today, and it only raised my light level by one. 
Uh, do you think exotic drop should be large jump? Well, it is a large jump, but it only raised your, your chest by one because your chest was probably one of your higher pieces, right? It was probably one of your higher pieces. Um, if it's, if, it, if it's one of your higher pieces, then it's not going to do anything for you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's say you're 630 and your chest piece is, like, 628. Well, it's going to be a smaller jump from your chest piece. If your boots are, like, 610 or 615, an exotic pair of boots would give you a bigger jump. There's a ceiling on how high it will jump in relation to your max power and your higher gear. If it targets your higher gear, it just doesn't give you the bigger jump. Juice box. Lona, we have pretty much determined that Bungie's RNG system is not working as an actual random number generator. Somewhere in their system, the number generator is hanging uh, the, lo- the term that you use is loot propensity. Uh, so even if you run strikes all day, I'm getting one armor and then 19 guns. They had to force rotate raid quests because it was getting stuck, ETC. How do we maintain the chase without continuously getting screwed? Would it make sense for grinding content to have a force? Well, and see, this is where a couple of things we've talked about would alleviate what you're talking about, Juicebox. If the initial milestone drop, you knew you were getting armor, and maybe, like we said, the bounties from the NPCs were also powerful drops, you could be chasing loot intentionally and chasing pieces of gear you need intentionally and leveling up with a lot of intentionality and purpose. And again getting the max power isn't that big of a deal so getting people there quickly isn't shortchanging the game if you're filling the game if you're filling the game with the right stuff then i think you are you're you're leaning into the right the right things you're leaning into okay they're not motivated by a number they're motivated by loot I don't know. I just feel like people are way more apt to chase cool stuff than to chase a frickin' number. You know? Ended the force rotation. That ended with forced rotation. Oh. This is regarding content to have a forced rotation gun, weapon, gun, weapon. Yeah, but I mean, if it's rotating, then you just rotate activities according to what you need. You know? I don't know. I'm going to save that bounty for next week because those don't reset. And that way I'll have a ballistics log as soon as the week starts. Mac 2099. Remove RNG from title pursuits and add intentional grind and specific drops. Get a pinnacle weapon after getting so many kills with an auto rifle or something along those lines. Well, yeah, we've already established that we don't want RNG in the title system. I, I think we've. I think everybody can agree. Honestly, if I, I even think Bungie would agree. <laughs> that RNG in the title system is bad and it's going to probably get adjusted, taken out, or never done again. Uh, toxic Ma... Uh, toxic Masutra. Uh, toxica, toxica Masutra. <laughs> what do you feel about if RNG leveling drops increased when you have an actual fire team? Bungie always advertises more fun friends. I... Probably a bad idea. You don't want to make people feel like they're getting punished for not having a fire team. Oh, well, my drop rate stinks because I don't have a fire team. Well, my drop rate's not as good because I don't have a fire team. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, fire team medallions help with XP, and then you can obviously stack those. But I don't think you want to have it be like, if you're playing solo, man, your drop rate's gonna be pretty, pretty bland and pretty vanilla. 
you know repaired leaks do you think that the luna's how and not forgotten are broken i know people who think that the guns are too strong and that they should be removed i say one you have to have some skill to get the guns and two the guns are only good as you hit your headshots i don't think the guns are broken but i'm scared that the people who cannot achieve them will complain and bungie will then ruin the guns for me that's a valid concern because that happens right that happens strong weapons get nerfed because complaints complaints become become common I don't think they're broken. I don't think they're too strong. I think if you're going to play Destiny, you have to accept that pinnacle gear, pinnacle pieces of loot that you're chasing have to be powerful. So at a ground level, if you're going to create pinnacle PvP loot chase, then those guns are going to be strong. That's just the way that it goes. Like, they're going to be stronger. And so if you're using some garbage roll better devils, you're probably going to get outgunned by Alunas. And that's because they're using a gun that has been built and set up for for PvP, and you're not. And so that's just part of the game. You have to accept that. You have to accept that. And you also have to accept the fact that maybe sometimes people just are better than you. Like, if somebody's using Alunas or Not Forgotten, and they're smoking you... There's two things at play. They probably play a lot, so they know what the frick they're doing. That's why they got the gun. And they have to land their shots, right? Listen, I could get Lumi to carry me and give me a not forgotten. He could help me. Lumi's, you know, Lumi's doing that for people in the directory, right? Thanks, Lumen. Let's go. Sweet. Got it. Awesome. Got my not forgotten. All right, Lumi. Let's go. I'm going to play against you, and I'm going to wreck you. You use a garbage hand cannon, and I use my Lunas. Do you know, I, I would win almost none of the gunfights. Like, I, like you see what I'm saying? I, they wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't change anything because I have a not forgotten, and he doesn't. He would still, he's still way better than me, you know? He's still, he's still way better than me. Me having that stronger gun doesn't make up for the, the skill gap between me and Lumi, Right? It'd be awful. Like I would get embarrassed. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd get a single kill on him. So Link Sacrifice. What's a good role for PvE uh, Dustrock Blues? I have pulse monitor and snapshot. Uh Dustrock Blues is not built for PvE. You're better off grinding uh, the raid the raid for a threat level. You're better off grinding for um, the You can't really have intentional grinds for these guns, but the the threat level in the new raid and then the um, the parcel of stardust in Gambit. Now, unfortunately, there's not a, there's not a strong grind for those, and I'm calling for that with bounties like Ada has. Uh, also, there's the Ikalash shotgun that you can grind for in Escalation Protocol. Those are three shotguns that are far better built. Now, if you've played if you've played D1 and you can pull it out of your collections, if you really really want a strong kinetic shotgun, just get the perfect paradox. Um, and then you can grind for Mindbenders, but Mindbenders is like Dust Rock. Its best PVE roll isn't very good for PVE compared to other guns. Uh, Dust Rock and Mindbenders are primarily built and suited for PvP, uh, and that's typically where they get their use. Dust Rock is like one of the most commonly used weapons if you check Destiny Tracker. Its 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 presence in PvP is is apparent. So. Robbie says, any idea why Bungie made rocket launchers next to useless? I don't know if it's super intentional. Like, I don't know if Bungie sits down and says, 
let's break rocket launchers. I think sometimes they're like, hey, we had rocket launchers in Leviathan, Curtain Call, and Sins of the Past were dominating, and the next year, let's really focus on making other heavy weapons cool, right? But I mean, they didn't do anything to grenade launchers, unfortunately, but they were like, let's roll out a bunch of cool exotic heavies, Whisper, Sleeper, 1K Voices, Thunderlord. And what that ends up doing is, is rocket launchers just get left behind. That's, that's essentially what power creep is, right? Rocket launchers were dominating, and now they're not. Now, I don't know. I'd have to check the patch notes, and somebody in chat could correct me. I don't know if they went through and did, like, a big, huge nerf to rockets. Um, but as they were initially designed of and conceived of, think of when they were good, right? Was Sins of the Past and Curtain Call really that good, or was it just that we were playing content built for double primary? So that was like the difference between your two primaries and a rocket launcher was enormous. So rocket launchers just felt great. You just, you only, you pull them out infrequently. You mainly use them on orange bars that would, you know, fairly regularly drop purple ammo for you. You know, I, I think mainly they got traction and were seen as meta because they were the best weapons in the game at the time because you were using them with double primary. As soon as Ikelos Shotgun lands on the game, Ikelos Shotgun was even at the time as a power weapon was better than a freaking rocket launcher. You know, it just it just immediately left the rocket launchers behind. Things got really complicated when we go to a system where I can have the Ikelos equipped along with something as strong as like when they, they put Whisper of the Worm in there as well. So... Exploding Bob, should Ada offer all the weapons at once? No, I, I think she should offer one weapon from each forge every week. So, like, it should be, you know, this week's the machine gun from here, and then the hand cannon, and then the pulse. And then the next week, it's the auto rifle from here, and then it's the sniper, and then it's the bow, right? Now, the sword complicates things, but not if the fourth forge could have the sword and something else, right? So when I when I think about how it looks, you basically just target two of the three forge weapons each week. But right now it's kind of not functioning that way. So that's how I would like to see them do it. Um, you think that's the way it's going to be now? Yeah, but the sword throws it off. The sword throws off the count, so there'll be a rotation where the <clears throat> excuse me the earth forge gets a slower rotation because of the, having the sword in the mix. And I think this week they basically did that, though. Haven't they been doing one per? My only pushback would say, why not let all three frames be available? Why limit it to two after I do two? I feel like that's just unnecessary. I don't feel like you need to restrict me that heavily. I feel like you could say, you know, no, yeah, all three are available all week. So... Uh, Garyo22 says, do you think they should get more for dismantled exotics? Um, this isn't a huge, this is not a huge problem right now. This is a great role. Feeding Frenzy Light Mag, but then I got surrounded. Range. You want Feeding Frenzy Rampage? That's better than what, uh, I have a Quick Draw Rampage and a Feeding Frenzy Mulligan. So we'll, we'll infuse the Feeding Frenzy Mulligan because it's just Glimmer. Um, I don't really care about getting more for dismantled exotics. It's not a huge pain point. 
Uh, Ace of Spades. No, uh, not milestone related. Isn't it presumptuous to assume that the majority of the kinetic and energy exotics are unused, considering most of our community is casual and may not have good heavy exotic weapons or don't know how to obtain them? Love the stream, by the way. Um, I don't think it's presumptuous. I mean, I think you can just wander around public spaces in the tower and you can see what most daily engaged players are using. Uh, I don't know. Also, exotic drop rate isn't that great, so it's not like they have all these. It's not like they have tons of opportunities to get exotics, right? It's it, it's you know what I'm saying. It's not like people are just busting at the seams with exotic kinetics and energies, especially if they're more casual. You know what I'm saying? Like your your question assumes that they're both casual and have a bundle of exotics to use, right? And every and as Eugene is saying, like everybody has Thunderlord. Thunderlord was super easy to get. Now, not everybody. If you didn't get Thunderlord, you probably don't like me saying that. But Thunderlord's freaking everywhere, and that just kind of is the one to go. It's just such a universally strong weapon. It's so good. Everybody just uses it. So, I don't know. I, I in my mind, I don't think it's that presumptuous given that you could spend an entire day doing the forge and strikes and other matchmade activities and just take inventory of what people use. Play Gambit all day. Play Strikes all day. And just look at what everybody's using. You rarely see... Nobody's running around with a Jade Rabbit or the Crimson or... Or, you know... And people might start using Trace Rifles because they're going to see other people using Trace Rifles. Like, that happened with the... That happened with the Occam's Razor, right? I'm not that influential, but my video got pretty good views. The Trace Rifle video got pretty good views, and people are hanging out here every day, and you guys start going and using Trace Rifles. People see you using Trace Rifles, and they're like, oh, I'm going to try Trace Rifles, and if you're dying to them in PvP, or you're seeing them being used in Forges pretty effectively, you might start trying to use them. And those are those are pivots within the meta that I think happen from time to time, you know? And I think that when that happens, that's a good thing. But I, I really don't see I really don't see a lot of the community whenever I'm whenever I'm running around. If you think about exotic weapons, the sweet business, the Sturm, the vigilance wing. Uh, thank you, Bungie, for removing that quality of life of not kicking me out of my menu that we had it when D2 launched, but for whatever reason it went away. I'm not seeing people running around with the Soros regime, a crimson, a vigilance wing, the Mita, the, the you know the Huck, the Huckleberry, uh, the Cerberus, the Jade Rabbit. I'm not seeing any of these. You know the graviton, the hard light, the, the even the even new ones. Trinity Ghoul, Lord of Wolves, Telesto, Polaris Lance, Borealis, Risk Runner, Sunshot. Like I don't see these ever in in the wild, ever. So, I I don't think I'm being presumptuous. I think it's pretty easy to see. Now we could consult something like Destiny Tracker. I don't know if Destiny Tracker shows uh, weapon use percentage across the board for PVE. Does it? I know they do that for PvP. They show you weapon usage in PvP, but I'm not. I don't know if they do it. Uh, for PVE, because you could scroll down and say, okay, what are, you know, what weapons are being used? Because I'm pretty sure whenever you go to Destiny Tracker, I'm not seeing. It. I might have to refresh it and get the desktop view. Not for PVE. Yeah, I don't think they've ever done it for PVE. I can't get a desktop version of their of their uh, of their website. Um, so, thanks, Mama. Let me jump to the next question. Turbo 2. Touching on the rotating NPC bounties again, don't you think some weapons need buffs or rework first? For example, who would want to run blind well over and over again for a tiger spite? ARs are in generally a bad place, and that would be a wasted bounty for that week. Um, ARs, you can get good rolls on tiger spite. You can get good rolls on the tiger spite. But, but, um, having a pinnacle version is part of my solution. 
So I'm not just saying, let me go grind. Now, for now, they could establish that as a logistical system, right? They could, they could, you know, establish that as a logistical system. They could say, hey, if you're, if you're wanting to grind for these specific weapons, you can. Now, you might say, I don't care about the, the waking vigil or the tiger spite. Okay, but if they put the logistical system in place, then later they could say, okay, this season, we've decided that these weapons deserved a pinnacle role, and it's now in the mix. So you could run all day, every day that week for a tiger spite, and they've, they've added a pinnacle role. They've given tiger spite a new perk or something, a curated, a curated pinnacle role that can drop from the bounty put the system in place and then start digging in on the on the pinnacle versions of guns uh darned ben do you think ingram should revert to how it was in vanilla destiny 2 that you uh to get that surprise from an item there were hardly any ingrams at the beginning of d2 there were hardly any ingrams at the beginning of d2 it was all tokens and, and vendors what are you talking about matt black how do you feel about bringing back the old faction mechanics from D1? Yeah, faction rally can come back, but I think there needs to be a certain re- there needs to be a certain level of the factions always being present in the tower. Mailman four eight seven. I felt like uh, light level and power has been a bit redundant lately and hasn't meant much other than simply being max level. Would something like a light level prestige work? Yeah, a lot of people have asked for this. A lot of people have said. Why not let us reset? And then this is where you'd need, I think, another NPC, right? You reset your level, and then there's really, really cool cosmetics that you can use or get or whatever. I don't think emblems and 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 I don't think emblems are ever quite enough, but shaders and weapon ornaments, I think, are usually pretty good motivators. If you're because if you're playing every day anyway. Why not be like, yo, how many times has this guy rolled over? Look at what he's got. Oh, man, I want that. Um, I think that is a that's a that's a that's a decent idea that we've 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 put out there a couple of times already. Uh, and I don't necessarily know if you would just want like a star next to your name. I feel like ornamental like bragging rights, cool things that you could put on your character and your guns and and your in your armor. Uh, would be would be nice. Yo, that shader is really really nice. How do you get that? Well, you have to roll over your rank X number of times. You know that kind of a thing. So, uh, Toxicama Sutra says, not milestone related, but what if uh, my not forgotten got rank locked? Uh, meaning, if you want to use the weapon, uh, they remain at glory or valor rank legend. Soon soon as you're not in that rank it locks no what so they can't use it no no what the frick congratulations on your not forgotten you can barely use it like no restricting loadouts making it so people can't use what they want is and always will be a bad pivot when they did the the locked loadouts for the raid layers people hated that we tried doing it the other day trying to get the sleeper catalyst and we had to use scouts and we had to use uh, sidearms. It was awful. It wasn't fun. It was like, this is uniquely challenging. It was like, no, this is freaking annoying. We have to use trash weapons, right? Congrats on getting your not forgotten. You can't use it a lot of the time because reasons. We don't, you know, we don't want little whiny kids to get mad that they're getting killed by a weapon. SS Rotus. What if Ada had a ranking system? 
or like the crucible or gambit and when you level up you got a random piece of her armor yeah i mean npc rank was something i talked about in december of like last year no not last year in december of 2017 so before forsaken was even out i was like why are we not ranking up the npcs and getting things accordingly like what why is that a missing piece of the game they kind of did that with zavala with the ship the one time but i don't know i feel like they could have done a whole lot more uh, with it than they did every npc this is how i've always envisioned it every npc should have a rank so the more i interact with them the more the more you know cool stuff i get right and the more cool stuff i get you know the more i kind of represent that that planet or that person or that thing and then you you, you know what i'm saying it's like, oh, these are really cool shaders. Oh, wow, those look really nice. Or that ornament on that gun is dope. Where'd you get that ornament for the for the call to serve or the or the old fashioned? Oh, I got I to get my rank really really high with Devrim K. You know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like even just cosmetic rewards for rank, whenever you, whenever you're playing, you know, in leveling up a given NPC, just feels like an easy win to me. I don't know. But it could just be something they're not focusing on. It, it could be something they're like, maybe they've done research and they've looked at player behavior and they're like, people don't respond very well uh, to cosmetic drivers. Because you wouldn't want it to be like an advantage. Hey, you played a bunch. Now you get something that gives you an advantage. Like, we already kind of had that with Loot Pursuit. You don't want to dig down anymore. Uh, that, that could be, be kind of rough for people. Tadeo Gibbons. To the point of scouts being weak in D2, do you think the current AI mechanics prohibit long engage, uh, long range engagement so that it's not just increasing scout efficiency that needs to happen, but also retooling or adding new AI uh, combatants that cater to that style of play? Currently, it feels like many of the engagements consist of uh, overwhelming you with close encounter ads. You wouldn't take a sniper into a Valender Forge. Right, and I think this is where they built a lot of this game for double primary. So you would be like, oh, I don't mind having a short range weapon like an auto rifle or a hand cannon. And then I complement that with a pulse or a scout. So then you felt like your build was robust. I mean, dude, I remember defending double primary and that was something that I said. I was like, it gives you you know, engagement options depending on, you know, where the enemies are. Well, but the more I played and the more I thought about it, and when I watched Slayer Rage's video about the weapon system, I changed my position. I was like, this weapon system is freaking terrible. It's terrible. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't give you that sense of feeling strong. It doesn't give you a good, it doesn't, it just doesn't give you a good feel. Like, initially in concept, before I even really had played the game that much, I thought, yeah, double primary is going to give us a lot of versatility in our loadout, you know? I didn't know how limiting it was. And for me, the, the stars, the stars really aligned when I hated Prestige Leviathan with everything in me, hated it. And then I saw Slayer Rage's video, and I was like, this is exactly why Prestige Leviathan and Delta Scaling is so infuriating. We're just weak. We're weak pieces of garbage. Like, this is such a bad system. Um, So, so much of the identity of Destiny 2 has been built around that, and that's why I don't think scouts, even if they make scouts really powerful, they still won't be super popular. Brutal. 
says, do you feel that Destiny needs more endgame character leveling investment, for example, like Paragon uh, points in Diablo 3 that give you small increases of power reaching max level, you can infuse priming grams to continue to use them. Here's why nobody would care about this and resetting your rank or resetting your power and getting cosmetic rewards or really, really dope ornaments for your guns. Like, I really think ornaments for guns would be a great thing because then you're always seeing it, right? And so are the people in the tower. If I'm always seeing the evidence of my hard work, that's a nice thing. Um, Now, the reason a Paragon system wouldn't work is because right now, and they did this in Borderlands, right? They had the they had the uh, the badass ranking system, and it gave you percentage points that you could invest in to make crit damage go up and grenade damage go up, and they were really really small. But obviously, the higher ranked you got, like it started to add up, and you could be really really strong when you had your your rank turned on. The reason that that doesn't matter in Destiny is if suddenly, if suddenly you could have a percentage point more of of grenade damage or a percentage point more of primary ammo damage or whatever it is you're going to invest in whatever it is you're basically min maxing this game wouldn't have a tangible evidence of that other than like i think some of the content would probably get broken because you'd be like well i invested everything into this one percentage point and now i'm too strong my grenades are just destroying everything you know Min-maxing doesn't work in this game because it's not a min-maxing game. Now, we min-max to a certain extent. When you go for a god roll versus a bad roll, there's a difference of efficiency in those guns. One gun isn't that great, and the other gun is like exactly how you want it to handle. The reason that's a better motivator is the way the gun handles and feels, like Outlaw, Feeding Frenzy, Onslaught, Trench Barrel, you know, seeing the lightning strikes from Thunderlord, things like this. Uh, it affects your experience. What doesn't affect my experience, though, is being like, well, I got another 0.5 percentage points added to my grenade launcher or damage or my rocket launcher damage or my reload speed or whatever. There's such marginal benefits, and they don't, you don't need them. You're not going into content where you're like, well, if I min-max my build, I'll, I'll, have a, I'll be able to have a much easier time uh, with what? I mean, what are you going to need to min-max for? Once you're max level and you're not dealing with Delta anymore, min-maxing is not really necessary. So I don't think that type of a grind would fit. Hudson Platt, you've mentioned in a few vids that you think there should be different difficulty options for the Forge. Does this run the risk of splitting the player base on queues? If I'm trying to run finish 615, it could get frustrating and get stuck in a long queue. Well, of course, of course it would, but I think you would end up with a net benefit as this, as, as your concern is valid, but I, I think you'd actually have a net benefit because I think 600 more people would have been playing. And if more people are playing, there's more people in the player pool that are over time leveling up. And then they're able to be in there for the 625. And the more people that are playing at 600 and 625, the more people that are slowly probably going to get their way into the 630, 640s. And the beauty of that system is more people over time were playing the forge, which means if you get paired up with somebody, maybe they are a little bit less experienced, but the odds are that there's just more people in the pool spending more time in the forge. And because of that, you're not getting stuck with Johnny knows nothing. And he just keeps, you know, not that the forge is particularly hard, but the third one, if you got a guy that just doesn't get it and he's not doing the right thing or he's AFK or whatever, you know, I think you'd be, you just have more people in the player pool in general and that would be good. 
Uh, Fallen Grace says, can we talk about how poorly implemented cosmetics are? Uh, it needs some work. I mean, it's obvious that the, the shader system has gone through an evolution. It'd be really nice, obviously, to be able to apply shaders to my whole armor set. I can go into the collections, preview it, and then just give me a button to do a, like, apply all. Um, that would be nice. They may have to build an internal system for that, though, because, like, this is something that happens in games, right? They add a nice quality point, collections. And what does that unearth for you? What does it do? It clues you into the fact that, like, this is better than what I've had. I want more of this. There's always that dilemma of creating the little shop of horrors plant. Like, feed me. Like, Bungie makes things better. Bungie gets, you know, gets a, a collections thing in there. You can pull out shaders anytime, and then you're like, you know, I want a quality of life improvement for my quality of life improvement. This is really nice. Give me more. And there's nothing wrong with that. I definitely agree. They could look at that shader system and say, well, whoops, let's just make it so people can apply them from collections and apply it to their entire armor set. You know, things like that would be easy, easy wins for quality of life. Is that a front burner issue right now? No, it's not. But could they do that later? Is that a different team that works on that? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? And then you could have that nice streamlined feel of not having to go and and because there are tons of there are tons of cosmetics in the game that I don't even get to really pay attention to because it just cluttered up my shader my shader menu and I just you know I just get rid of it you know thank you pressure I appreciate you saying that IBSD says in a previous Q&A you talked about reintroducing about introducing strike milestones as daily instead of weekly or even having making intervals for powerful gear what do you think about a strike system similar to Gambit and Crucible have it could be a good way to allow people to run strikes to be rewarded for doing so oh like you get you get you level up and get uh, powerful every so often we're, I mean, we're, we're all targeting the same issue. We're all targeting the same issue. Letting people get more regular injections of a power bump because power level, being max power isn't that big of a deal. Uh, being max power isn't that big of a deal. So you could definitely do what you're saying or what we've said. We've made a lot of suggestions around this today. As long as the rhythm is increased, people are getting a more regular interval, then let's do it, right? Let's do it. I think, I think that's a win for the community. Um, to streamline leveling. Leveling doesn't really drive the experience. I think Loot Pursuit does, or should. T-Price, what if they removed the weekly milestones and instead made the da- made them daily? Example, Flashpoint could be daily, would guarantee powerful piece of gear, and it'd be from that specific planet. Right, and then Flashpoint could rotate every day. I mean, why not? How many locations do we have that could be the Flashpoint? One, two, three, four, five, uh, five six, seven, eight right you've got these four over here then you got five six seven eight i mean you got enough for a whole week and then change Just keep rotating it you know you know keep rotating it not visions what do you think about infusing in year two it's too costly and they're probably going to be taking it out of uh out of the out of the infusion amish milkman i missed your resub it's a tier two thanks for doing a tier two and uh it was a whole year that's a red badge congrats man already had the red badge uh thanks here's to an awesome year of content thank you man i appreciate that next question from ruku um says 
What do you think? Oh, do you think there could be too many weapon archetypes when in each weapon class, making it difficult to have them all viable and uh, making them all viable difficult? I mean, no, because the game's been in the game's been out for four years, and there was always there was always a time where there was always a time where you could do like certain weapon types were good. High rate of fire auto rifles, just auto rifles in general, hand cannons in general, right? Now, it depends on what you're doing, though. Like, high rate of fire hand cannons, I don't know if those were ever strong. I don't know if those were ever strong in, in D1. The high rate of fire hand cannons, I don't know. They are now, in, in the ones that shoot pretty fast, are, are viable uh, in, in D2 because of perks, obviously. So... YouTube send uh, send me, but can go apply for a job at Bungie. You can make the game. Oh, I mean, I don't. I can just suggest ideas. Bungie's done a good job implementing a lot of fixes with Forsaken. You know, King Boomstick. Powerful drops are only needed during the level grind. Besides milestone changes to show armor versus weapon drops, how do you replace those powerful drops with meaningful loot once your max power? Yeah, I already answered this basically when I said once your max power, the entire the entire director would change and it would show you how every planet, every NPC, every grind was now based on possible loot, and that's the bounty system from Ada getting spread to the entire uh, director. So you go to Devrim K when you're not 650, right? And his bounties for weapons, okay, are grayed out. You can't get them until you're 650. Every NPC, every planet has that, right? Shax and Zavala, same deal. Drifter, same deal. They're grayed out, right? And we're arguing to speed up leveling, so you don't, that's not like a painful thing for people to go through. They're not like, oh, well, for frick's sake, I, I'm, it's going to be forever until I can do those bounties. No, make leveling really, really fast. Once you're 650, you don't look at the director and look for yellow dots. You look for dots that indicate, like, each week, the NPCs have different guns for you to pursue, different armor pieces for you to pursue, the same way Ada's bounties rotate. Can you get Trench Barrel or Random Roll on a shotgun? You can on the threat level in the Scourge of the Past raid. Uh, for first one... First one oh, first one ow. Yo, what's your opinion about Zer and him not selling Forsaken Exotics? I really would like to see... Uh, Zer be more important. He's getting bounties, I believe, in Season of the Drifter. I outlined ideas for him in the past about how he could sell a, a, a bounty that gives you a weapon frame. And then once you get the weapon frame, it unlocks an exotic mission, a quest. And then the quest gives you the gun. And then once you have the gun, you can buy the mystery. And the mystery is like figuring out the catalyst. So... You could do that with some exotic weapons, not all. And when you do this, the pursuit of getting it at least lasts a couple of weeks. You know, three three weeks at max. I think that'd be pretty good. It keeps you invested. It keeps you caring. It keeps you checking his inventory on the weekends. Outside of that, I just don't know if I like them being like, "Hey, shards of Galanor is a new is a new exotic piece of armor, and so is one-eyed mask." And then he's selling that stuff. I think that's a mistake. And the other thing I think that does is it really, I think, hurts when people get it out in the wild. When people get it out in the wild, I think it just hurts because it's like, well, I had this and this is really exciting that I got this. And now you can just go freaking buy it. Right. And I know people think, well, if he sold Bride Mask and he sold Shards and everybody could have it and it's OP and then it wouldn't be OP because everybody could have it. That's not the solution. That's not the solution. Uh, Sir Clayton, 
What would you think about having a system that gave you infusion points versus powerful gear? Um, I don't know. Again, I don't think we need new systems. I don't think we need new systems. I think we need the current, the existing systems to just be more regularly rewarding and streamlined. Like, asking Bungie to create a new system right now is a bit of a fool's errand. It's a bit of a fool's errand. Like, why are they going to develop a new system? But they could say, powerful engrams are going to drop more often. Milestones are resetting every day. Milestones are going to tell you what you get, just like Ada's milestone. That's working within existing systems instead of creating a brand new one, right? So what if we buy an exotic from Xur? We'd be able to get excited over random rolls, but at least we'd fundamentally have the exotic. I think there's better ways to address people not having exotics than to have them sold, Milky. Right? It just, to me, it doesn't make sense that I'm grinding and grinding and grinding for the best possible role on a Warden's Law or an Orchid or a, or a Blast Furnace, but then you can just go buy one of the best guns in the game because it's an exotic gun. Like, I think there's better ways to streamline loot pursuit. Like, like with the exotic drop rate being where it is, I'm not saying it doesn't need addressed, but I don't think you address it by having, by having him sell, sell the exotics. You see, like, I think we're meeting the pain point with a thing that makes a weird, it makes for a really, in my opinion, a weird structure in the game. Why am I, I'm spending all this time grinding for a 1k voices or an anarchy or the best role on a, on a given legendary, but then as long as you have enough legendary shards, you can just buy an exotic from Zur. That just feels weird. There's no, there's no vendors in the game where you can just go buy, buy a piece of gear without earning it at least a little bit. They've got a couple of things in Zavala, Zavala's gear and Shax's gear, but those are, those are things you have to earn, right? Don't forsaken, you could always buy exotics from Zur. Four out of five years of the game's history, the real chase in the game is random rolls, not acquiring the item itself. I do agree that without dedicated exotic grind, it becomes difficult. Yeah, I think the main reason people are setting their sights on Zur, it's in an act of desperation. It's, I don't think I don't think Destiny fans of Destiny are like I don't want I don't want to earn my exotics or I don't want to I don't want to have my exotics drop. I think they're like they won't drop, so just let me buy them. They're they're like they're fed up. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a it's a point of exhaustion in the community. It's not necessarily a, an argument for good game design. Does that make sense? Instead of instead of arguing for good game design, like good exotic pursuit good intentional exotic pursuit right here's an example here's an example the solution for the anarchy and the 1k voices if they're really eluding you is you know two two or three weeks after a raid is out Bungie should say okay we're removing the cap you can run the raid as many times as you want the first three times are going to reward powerful after that are just additional chances so now you're you're chasing the gun and then if people are like, oh, that's going to burn me out, though. What if I could still go for forever and never give it. They could weave into that the intentionality of the Nightfall and the Escalation Protocol thing, right? Where, okay, Escalation Protocol, if I run it enough, I'll eventually get the loot. Because eventually, they the, the, the drop rate keeps going up every time I don't get it. Nightfalls are doing the same thing. Well, you know, the exotic in the raid could do the same thing, you know? So then it's like, go and run the content, get the gear, not, yeah, we know you're fed up with never getting exotics, no worries, here comes Zur to save the day. It just feels like you're putting a band-aid on the lack of good, good volitional loot pursuit. Just give us good volitional loot pursuit instead of being like, yep, sorry, uh, Zur will sell it, you know? 
bad RNG, I think, is making us is making us ravenous for solutions we would probably end up not liking in the long run, right? It would just cheapen it. It would cheapen a lot of the the loot pursuit. But it's because we're we're st- you're so starved. You know what I mean? You'll eat you'll eat anything. You know you'll ask for anything. Uh, not visions. Should there be an easier way of getting masterwork cores instead of scrapper bounties uh, with barely getting them from legendaries? If they take them out of infusion, I think they're fine. I think the grind to get them is fine. The, the, the problem is is the economy the economy of of mastery of an item is tied to daily volitional choice I got a piece of gear I want to infuse it I got a new thing I want to try it out I got a new thing I want to infuse it that's just player choice being frustrated by a segmented grind that doesn't extend playtime for you not in a good way it doesn't right it makes you waste your play session well tonight I wanted to go do this but instead I got to go get a bunch of ghost fragments and then use those ghost fragments to buy spider bounties and then I have to use those spider bounties to get enhancement cores right like that's a that's a that's a really segmented grind that just isn't necessary for player choice Silent says, am I the only one that feels like we could farm for intellect, discipline, and strength like we did in D1? I would play more. I feel like the armor grind is so skipped over, and I really miss it. No, I don't think so, because nobody's doing that now for recovery and and recovery and resilience. Recovery and resilience change the way the game feels. Mobility doesn't, and that's unfortunate. Um, I think mobility at so many points should feel like lightweight. Um, yo, what's good, Braden? Thank you for the 100 bits. I think after so many, you know, points of mobility, it should feel like lightweight. Um, but I don't know, like, you grinding for the p- a piece of armor that gives you better discipline or gives you better intellect, th- I don't necessarily know if that would change. Now, if I could have an intentional grind for armor so I could get the rolls that I want, there's this helmet, and I think it looks dope, and I want this helmet with hands-on and machine gun scavenger or mis- machine gun reserves or whatever it is, right? Well, then that that's extremely noticeable. I like I have more ammo and my you know and hands on is feeding my super. The reload too. There's it's a twofold problem. I don't necessarily know if intellect, discipline, and strength created that different of a grind because you could still grind for gear right now that does that. It changes your experience in the game. We just, we're not able to. There is no grind for armor, right? Um, I could feel a noticeable different with the current intellect and such. I don't with the current setup. I mean, that's subjective. I, I feel a huge difference when I'm running machine gun. I've got two machine gun reserves on, and I, I feel a big difference. I've got way more ammo uh, when I have something that increases my reload. Now, some of the problem with what you're saying isn't necessarily that we need intellect, discipline, and strength to come back. It's that the perks themselves are boring or don't seem to do anything. It, heavy ammo finder, special ammo finder, like they don't do they don't do anything noticeable to your experience, right? When I got the Wrath of the Machine gauntlets, I noticed a huge difference when I ran Wrath of the Machine. There was freaking purple ammo everywhere. Why? Because the perk freaking worked, right? Ammo finder basically doing nothing, and and you know other perks seemingly having very little effect or just being stupid. Like, the ones you get on boots, 
or what? Yeah, is it the one on boots? Yeah, dexterity perks? They're dumb. They don't even do anything. Like, they don't even do anything noticeably, you know, noticeable uh, to your loadout. So, I would say that it's maybe intellect discipline and strength coming back could be helpful but i think at a ground at a ground level you would feel a big difference if the perks did something you know what i mean the difference is the field of your guns versus your guardian sure sure and they could add perks that do what he's asking for what if there was a perk on your boots or your helmet that essentially did what he's asking for right I want more, I want my grenades to come back faster. I want my super to come back faster. I want, you know, I want more mobility. I want to feel like I'm lightweight. Like, add that, or add mobility uh, to, 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 to sprint speed so you feel like you're lightweight. So you would get what you want, Silent. Like, I don't think we need to re, re, revert back to, I don't think we, I don't think we need to revert back to the the system before where it was intellect and discipline and uh, intellect, discipline and strength I don't necessarily think we need to revert back to it, but I think we could get perks that would give you what you want you could chase gear that allows you to influence your your when you get to use your grenade and when you get to use your melee and how often you get to use your super. Mods do that, but mods are different. Mods are just putting it into existing gear. And so a lot of the a lot of the armor you just are kind of like meh about because it doesn't do what it used to do traditionally. So that's the last question. I'm gonna keep streaming and keep talking to you guys keep submitting your your feedback and your questions in chat don't go anywhere if you are listening to this on itunes google play or spotify or you're watching it on youtube you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage i'm probably live right now come on in now that you're done with the episode and hang out with us submit questions be part of the conversation we enjoy all the people that have been doing that as always i appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content please like share and subscribe